is Free Talk Live. It is your show. You can take control of the airwaves toll-free, 800-259-9231. That is the SACL CAI toll-free line for you. It is the live Saturday edition, and it's Ian here with you. And Mark. You can join us online at freetalklive.com. All the features on our site, we give them away, so enjoy those on us. Once again, that's freetalklive.com. I guess, Mark, um, we're about to encounter a very historical moment, at least to the superstitious individuals out there. As you know, today, of course, is the seventh day of the seventh month of the seventh year. It's also the seventh hour Eastern time, and we're about ten seconds away from it being the seventh minute of that hour. And seven seconds into that. And seven seconds into that. What do you think is going to happen? Do you think Jesus is going to come back in (laughs) ten seconds? Oh, God. Uh, I I just figured I'd point that out. It's just some numbers. Oh, there it goes. And it's over. How exciting. Uh, I feel better already. Some people are really, uh, you know, they're really into this, you know. You they're, remember that the, the Y2K bug? That was some yes. good stuff, huh? Everybody was all excited about uh, the world coming crashing down on the round of the words, their ears, and well, that we'd that all be been, living in caves. It, now, that could have been a, a bit catastrophic had the marketplace not responded and fixed itself. You know, if, if government had, I don't know, really stepped in and screwed that one up, we could have had a, had a bit of a, a mishap. But luckily, the software designers were Johnny on the spot, and they took care of things, and there were very, very there was very little fallout uh, from Y2K. Anyway, we'll, we can talk about the seven seven superstitious people here in a little while. I've got, uh, of course, apparently a lot of people are getting married today, et cetera, et cetera. But first, we've got to go to the phones uh, to our special guest who is on the line. His name is Glenn Jacobs. Now, most of you don't know him by that name. Uh, Glenn, you're calling from Tennessee, are you not? Yes, I am. Now, Glenn, How are you guys? Hey, we're doing great. It's good to have you on the show. How good. would most people um, know who you are, Glenn? They would know me from WWE as the WWE Superstar Kane. Ah, uh, yes. So, yeah. the, uh, so you are a WWE wrestling superstar, and uh, obviously you're on the air with us here because of the whole Chris Benoit situation, right? Right, and I'd also like to say that I'm not on the air on behalf of WWE. This is all uh, anything I say is uh, my own personal opinion, so people should take it as thus. And the the opinions are the opinions of one Glenn Jacobs. Right, exactly. When you guys were talking about 7777, though, I thought that you were going to ask me to propose there for a minute. So. <laughs> By the way, uh, Glenn is a, uh, a listener and uh, and fan of Free Talk Live. Yeah, I'm, I'm a big big fan of you guys. You I are wish... a big fan, that's for yeah. sure. That Maybe the biggest I... fan, <laughs> at least height wise. He's a big. He's a very very tall man. How tall are you, Glenn? Uh, I'm about six nine, six ten. Yeah. Wow. The neighborhood, yeah. And and wh- what's the official WWE weight that they give you? It's uh, well, it's I'm over 300 pounds. Yeah. I think uh, uh, it varies, but yeah, I'm I'm well over 300 pounds. So, um, what are you doing on our show? Well, I wanted to talk about the uh, Chris Benoit situation, yeah, and, right. uh, and how the, uh, especially for the purposes of your show, of how now I have been able to see up close and personal how the uh, big corporate media and the establishment media in America um, operates, and it's uh, we've all known, of course, what they do for a long time as far as sensationalizing and spinning stories and um, just to see it in 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 a very personal way right. um, is 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 deplorable 
actually. Now, and, Glenn, uh, let's get a real, um, for people that don't know who Chris Benoit is. Hey, let's pop that down there Perhaps for a moment. Lost, I don't know what <laughs> happened. And maybe he was on a cell phone or something like that. We'll try to get it back. Just to give a little background on the Chris Benoit situation, um, this, this was a WWE superstar who uh, apparently had some, uh, I, I guess, mental problems of some sort. And uh, last week or the week before last, he uh, took it upon himself to kill his wife, his child, and himself. Right, in a very uh, deliberate weekend slaughtering, basically, yeah. as I understand there it. There were hours uh, between um, each killing. First he killed his wife, and then I guess he probably felt like he didn't have any place to go or anything. To, he, he was out of options, so he right. killed his child. Um, and, then and then he killed himself. Shortly thereafter killed himself. And of course, uh, it, beyond the fact that it was a, a bit of a murder mystery, which tends to capture the uh, the attention of Americans in, in, involving uh, a celebrity, beyond that fact, uh, they found some steroids in his home. And they ended up actually raiding his doctor's office and harassing his doctor over all of this. And of course, then the parade of individuals uh, comes out in front of uh, you know the news cameras to say their piece about what they thought, and apparently, in many cases, those people were uh, th- those people were uh, like former wrestlers that are just you know they're looking for the spotlight again. They weren't necessarily uh, they didn't even necessarily know who this guy was, and I'm sure Glenn has been following this a lot closer uh, than we have. But as he started to touch on, the, the news media's response to this was sensationalism, was, was it Roid Rage tonight at 11? You know, that sort of thing, when they don't even really know what Roid Rage is or if it even exists. And according to some of the information we've seen, the information on this, uh, the scientific information on the whole Roid Rage thing is, well, fairly inconclusive. Now, there's been one study in one direction and another study in another direction that, you know, says maybe this wasn't the case. Maybe uh, maybe so-called roid rage was not necessarily a factor here. And But that but that's the sexiest thing. That's the most exciting thing that they can point to in the media to make people sit through a commercial break and, and come and back and watch the next easy. segment. It's the, easy. The media hasn't gone through and researched roid rage. If they had, they'd realize there's no scientific documentation to roid rage at all. Roid rage has right. not been scientifically, conclusively um, come to. It's, it's not like there's uh, there's no proof that it exists. It's, a, it's hype, basically. Now, and the well, I'm media not loves that, that. I'm not going um, to the point of saying it's hype. It could very well be true that roid rage exists. There's just no science backing it up. And our media should re- be responsible for saying that when they just you know call mm-hmm. it roid rage. Couldn't it be the mental illness? Couldn't it? I would think so. I, it seems very likely. Aren't there millions, maybe, people in the world, it certainly maybe people in America that do um, steroids, anabolic steroids? Aren't those people... Uh, where's uh, all the rage? Yeah, where's all the rage? Why aren't these people killing everybody around them? Right. I personally have taken steroids one time, mm-hmm. and um, not one dose, but I, I, I took one cycle, and I found myself... You know, like emotionally, I I I was a little more on edge than usual. Okay. Um. So anecdotally, I would say that roid rage, um, maybe it exists, but it could very well be that um, that's just something that I thought was going to happen because I was taking the uh, the steroids, and the um also there was uh you know what about the people that take steroids? Wouldn't they be sort of maybe just think about it, the kind of person who takes steroids? 
wouldn't they maybe be more likely to be the kind of person who would be to would get in fights and that kind of thing? I would think so. Yeah, it, it, they've just, got that attitude in the first place, just, right? Just saying. And what about the weekend factor? I don't pretend to understand roid rage or whatever the concept is there, um, but it seems to me that when you're dealing with road rage or any other sort of rage, um, it's more of an instantaneous thing. It's more of a you're in that moment, you've been pushed over the edge, you get into the zone, you're in a rage. How can one rage for an entire weekend, right? And was the house destroyed? Has anybody actually um, you know, gotten into that sort of level of detail? Did he also go around and smash up all of, all of the glass in the house and break things? Right. And, was it and like the Incredible things? Hulk um, right. showed up? I don't, know. I don't think so, but that's certainly how the media portrays this. Well, it took him a weekend to, to complete this uh, killing. And so you'd think if it were a rage, the wife and son would have been bumped off immediately, and then he'd have killed himself. But no, there was some other things that went on, and uh, it, it took a lot of time, which I find kind of odd. So, again, we're working on getting Glenn back on the line here. I think the problem is he called us, so our board operator doesn't have his number to get him back on. Uh, we're going to uh, to get that number to him, and we'll have uh, Glenn Jacobs, also known as WWE's Kane, wrestling superstar. He's uh, he's on with us to talk about the entire Chris Benoit situation. Of course, now he comes back. We're, we'll be back with more Glenn Jacobs uh, from the WWE, though not representing the WWE, just saying that so you know who he is, right? why he's credible on this topic. And I know he's been paying a lot more attention to this situation than we have. We'll come back. We'll talk about so-called Roid Rage, the media, how they're just doing a sloppy job as always, and whatever other aspects he wants to cover. Why? Because he's bigger than us. This is Free Talk Live. <laughs> This is Free Talk Live. It is a live Saturday show. You can take control of the airwaves via the toll-free number, 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line for you, 1-800-259-9231. Join us online at freetalklive.com and enjoy all the features on our site. Those features include the bulletin board system. We've got almost 250,000 posts there. Over 1,500 people, or yeah, over 1,500 people interacting, and it's all totally free. Serious issues and fun stuff, you'll find it all at bbs.freetalklive.com. That is bbs.freetalklive.com. And Free Talk Live is brought to you by the Free State Project. It's your only choice for more personal freedom and smaller, less intrusive government. To learn more about joining the Second American Revolution, go to freestateproject.org. That's freestateproject.org. And on the line with us, we have uh, another free stater. His name is Glenn Jacobs. You may know him better as WWE's Kane, the wrestling superstar. He's not here in the the name of the World Wrestling um, Entertainment Group. He's just here to provide his own opinions and his own thoughts on the uh, the Chris Benoit situation and the debacle, the news debacle that has surrounded it. Uh, so with that, we bring Glenn back on the air. Glenn, you're on Free Talk Live again. Uh, sorry about that, guys. It must have been the 777 curse. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, one thing I'd like to uh, uh, correct uh, to Mark for just a second. Uh, there was speculation that Chris's uh, son, Daniel, had a fragile X, which is... Uh, a form of mental retardation mm-hmm. and a genetic defect. And I think you're getting, there's, there hasn't been anything come out, I don't think, about Chris having any sort of mental problems. So I think you're actually uh, just confusing, um, confusing those two. Gotcha. So, okay. Hmm, okay. 
But and it wouldn't it wouldn't be surprising to have the news media confuse that because it well, doesn't seem like they do very much research. They just kind of uh, you know grab rip and read as uh, as Gardner Goldsmith would put it. They just grab something off the AP and they uh, slap on their logo and they put it up on their websites and, and nobody's really doing any research here apparently. Right. What you guys um, summed the last segment is probably more accurate and, and uh, the result of more research than the mainstream media has done. Uh, they immediately came out and blamed steroids, uh, specifically roid rage. Um, as Mark said, they're scientifically, and I didn't know this. I went on the Internet for maybe an hour and went to some different websites and tried to get as much reputable information as I possibly could, including uh, the National Institute of Health website. And according to them, there's never been a scientific study that conclusively proves that there is such a thing. As Mark said, it's more pointed towards it's a personality type that the people that mm-hmm. get extremely angry on steroids are the same people that have temper problems when they're off of steroids. Makes sense. It's kind of like never... the old, you know, the old stereotype about pot smokers that they're all a bunch of losers, and you know, it's it's like there are plenty of successful people that smoke marijuana. It's just the ones they show you on Hollywood movies are always sitting around on their couch. Um, so it's it's easy to understand how these stereotypes get created. Right. But and, it's sad another... when the news media becomes subject to them. Another uh, interesting point about roid rage is it actually didn't come into popular use, I don't believe, until it was used as a legal defense, I believe unsuccessfully, uh, in criminal cases. So, uh, you know, you have a couple different factors uh, factors working there. Right, and, it wasn't me, it was the roids, that sort of thing. Yeah, right? exactly. And, um, you know, when WWE came out and made a statement um, that what happened did not, uh, certainly didn't appear to be roid rage, the media accused us of spinning uh, the story, despite the fact that WWE was just pointing out that there was a lot of sensationalism going on. And uh, to come to the conclusion immediately before an autopsy was done, before the final police report was done, before the final toxicology report's done, before even the preliminary toxicology report's back. And to say that it was due to a specific drug or a specific category of drugs is extremely irresponsible. Right. It, basically, they decided this guy's a wrestler. Wrestlers take drugs, so this must be uh, wrestlers take steroids. So this must be roid rage. We'll report it that way. Exactly. And I don't know anything about Chris's personal life. I can't talk to that. But a lot of people also look at WWE and they just see Vince McMahon. We're a large company. We have hundreds of employees and uh, hundreds of contractors. And to just look at WWE and Vince McMahon and say, "Ooh, Vince is going to get his now." What about all the other people that work for the company? What about the fact that there's a lot of people there that don't lead any sort of what I've heard in the media called a rock and roll lifestyle? Like myself, I do my job, I go home. And to just throw us all into, uh, into a single category and pass judgment on us, once again, uh, is, just, uh, is just irresponsible and sure. just shows the lack of, of journalism that takes place but there's in no the price big media there. anymore. They don't have to pay a price for it, though. They can they can get on the air and they can say whatever they want. And uh, you know, you guys are lucky if you get on to rebut them. Uh, I mean, it's their podium, and uh, right. there's no way that they can ever get in trouble beyond the fact that their you know their viewers or their listeners might tune out or might get upset about it. But unless you guys are able to actually get out there with your opinion and and counteract their misinformation, then no one's ever going to know that the news was wrong. And that's a that's a that's a mess. Right, and also the fact that they just 
they actually cut people's interviews all to pieces and make them sound the way they want them to sound. My friend <laughs> Chris Irvine got on Nancy uh, Grace, and uh, he wrestled with WWE's Chris Jericho, and his specific statement was, did steroids play a role? I don't think so. Or, I'm sorry, his specific statement was, did steroids play a role? Maybe, but I don't think so. When she did her highlight package, he said, did steroids play a role? Maybe. Cut. Mm. And uh, that's what most people, of Tricky. course, when they're tuning into the show, see. Yep. And uh, it's just all those little tricks like that that, uh, like you said, even when you get to talk, what you say what you say and what you mean are completely turned around right. and a case is made against you. Yeah, if you're not live, then uh, anything can happen right. in the editing so, room. What they were hoping, <clears throat> excuse me, so this this uh, roid rage thing's kind of sexy as far as the news is concerned. It's got some sizzle. People want to want to pay attention to a uh, wrestler who might be going crazy because of steroids. So they um, sort of spin it in, in the sense that they, you know, they, they cut the interviews off to say, well, it could be when the guy was really just rebutting, you know, rebutting it and no, saying but, no. But pro- those, are the ones, no. those are the ones that are taking your side, Glenn, that are coming out and saying, look, there's no evidence. Uh, we're not, this doesn't make sense. You guys are right. jumping to conclusions. But what about the other guys, the, uh, you know, the washed up wrestlers that are trying to, you know, get a, a little bit of limelight again? Is, has that been a factor here where they've sort of come out and, and uh, been a bit vitriolic against the WWE and that sort of thing? Absolutely. Years ago, uh, in the 1980s, it was it was a different world in entertainment altogether. I wasn't even around back then, but I believe the WWE, as well as everybody else, was much more of a party atmosphere. Today, we're very professional. Um, we have a drug policy, uh, which is as strict as any in professional sports. That has been made very light of in the media. And the problem is, much of the problem with these people that are coming out and speaking is they were from a different era, and they don't know anything about the drug policy because that they were there before we enacted the drug policy. Mm-hmm. And then if you look at their personal lives, they've had people that have been substance abusers themselves, felons because of it, gone to, gone to jail, um, had personal vendettas against the company, professional vendettas right. against the company, also a number of, like you said, has-beens, and just small-time promoters and, and wrestlers that are trying to get their organization in the limelight. You know what, uh, Glenn, if you want to hang on, I don't know if our listeners have any questions for you, but would you mind taking some if they do? No, yeah, that would be great. I'd be All happy right. to. Back with more with Glenn Jacobs, also known as WWE's Kane. The toll-free number, 800-259-9231. Uh, Chris Benoit, Media Spin, so-called Roid Rage, whatever you want to talk to him about, he's here, 800-259-9231. This is Free Talk Live. Would you like to help others find Free Talk Live? You can help us advertise, market, and promote the show at amp.freetalklive.com. Consider becoming a Free Talk Live amplifier now for $3 a month and get some cool bonuses at amp.freetalklive.com. This is Free Talk Live. It is the live Saturday show. You can bring up whatever you want toll-free at 800-259-9231, the SACL CAI toll-free line for you. It's Ian here with you. And Mark. And you can join us online at freetalklive.com where all the features we give them away, including the live streams, broadband version of the show, and a dial-up version, both waiting for you for free at freetalklive.com. So enjoy. Pop quiz. What do Washington politics and libertarianism have in common? Answer, very little. But the Prometheus Institute, that's readpi.com, is looking to change all that by implementing practical, innovative solutions to today's most pressing policy issues. Visit readpi.com today. That's readpi.com. 
All right, we're on with Glenn Jacobs. You may know him as WWE wrestling superstar Kane. He's here representing himself today. He's not here on official business or anything like that. Uh, Glenn, you're just a listener of Free Talk Live, and uh, you wanted to get in and uh, weigh your opinion on this uh, this whole Chris Benoit situation, which has just been botched up by the media. As we've been pointing out, they just don't do any research. They uh, sensationalize, and they just put uh, false information on the air, and they try to make it appear as though it's legitimate. And it's very rare that anybody actually gets a fair shake, at least anybody from your organization gets a fair shake, to rebut any of this. I'm not sure that the media doesn't do any research, but when they feel like sensationalizing something, like this ben, um, Benoit situation, they can do it and get away with it, and nobody calls them on it. We have Glenn back? Yeah, and, and also, guys, of course, the Chris Benoit situation is very important to me, and it's very important to people close to it. But in the overall scheme of things... It's not that important as far as on a national level. But the national media helps determine policy in this country and helps affect public opinion. Right. That's and, where I wanted to go next with Right. This. And it's absolutely frightening to me to see how that they have done what they've done with this story to imagine what they do with the really important stuff. Well, there's, there's that aspect, but here's my concern. Uh, obviously, the, the media is a mess, and that's a whole other topic, but the WWE is a pretty strong organization. I mean, it's been around forever. Uh, it's been absorbing other wrestling organizations and just getting more and more profitable and putting out uh, great content. When I don't have television, but whenever I stumble across the, uh, their shows, I've, I'm always entertained. And I'm not even a, a huge wrestling fan, but it's just it really is entertainment. And uh, they can certainly weather some bad media. There's no doubt about that. The media can get on the air and trash on Vince McMahon and his organization as much as they want to. And all it's really end up going to end up doing is, you know, maybe driving a couple extra people or a handful extra people to actually watch the shows just to see what this go- what's going on, what's it's all about. But my real concern is, as you say, the media can influence policy as well. So it'd be one thing if the media got on the air and just trash talked the WWE. It's a whole other ball of wax when you're talking about maybe getting the government involved. Now, I don't know. Have you heard anything? Are there any rumblings? Are there any rumors of some sort of federal-level investigation, sort of a la the, uh, the baseball world, where they called in the baseball, uh, the heads of the, the industry, and you know, they questioned them in front of uh, tribunals, essentially? Is there any chance that something like that could happen? Because that could really have a deleterious effect. Well, and it certainly could. Uh, I haven't heard anything to that effect. Of course, right now, I believe Congress is in recess, so uh, mm. we won't hear anything for a little while. But, yeah, that, that, that's certainly something to worry about. Well, then that's and good. Exactly I didn't know right. that Congress was in recess. That actually helps your case because, you know, if they haven't uh, called a special convention of Congress in order to deal with this national pressing issue, then by the time they actually do reconvene, hopefully it'll be off their radar. Well, likely one of the Congress people, by the time they get back together, will have touched another little boy or uh, killed some girl in a park someplace <laughs> or, or something like that, and they'll have their own little fires Maybe to the put D.C. madam will release some names. That what, would be good. What, <laughs> that would be really great. And I'd also like to say, WWE, we, we don't have anything to hide. You know, we've, we've been very upfront about this whole thing, uh, I, just as uh, part of the organization, and, and we have nothing, nothing to hide. So True, but that, won't, comes, save the, that won't save you from them giving you, uh, you know, making your lives a living hell. That's true. That's true. <laughs> so now, Glenn, I know obviously we, we can continue talking about the, the Chris Benoit situation. I think we've touched on several aspects. Is there anything that we've missed? Because there's some other interesting things to talk about in your life. Uh, no, I, I think uh, 
my my main reason for coming on the show was what we just talked about and how the fact that the media does what it does and people that rely solely on the big media to get their information are not being informed the way that they think they are. Right. You've got to be critical. You've got to cast a critical eye towards the media. And that's all media. It's it's Free Talk Live. It's the national news guys. It's the other radio talk show hosts out there. This This goes back to something we were talking about earlier this week on the show, and that is question everything you hear. Don't take this as, if it's just because it's on a TV station or a radio station or some internet website, it's not the gospel. It's not uh, anything more usually than some people's opinions um, in many cases being presented as facts. So be very careful what you consume out there. You know, um, the media, they're, um, anybody, a journalist, their opinions, their their emotions kind of get wrapped up in their story. I can't imagine writing or uh, producing uh, some kind of uh, video without having a, a certain level of my emotions getting into mm. it, and I'm sure that those people consider themselves to be a little highbrow, and that um, perhaps wrestling, professional wrestling, is just beneath them. It's it's too gauche for them, so they wouldn't care if they hurt the people that work for the WWE. Yeah, so what? Sure. It's not like they're real people or anything. Mm. They're they're just you know comical buffoons who are there to um to entertain the rednecks. And that's not nice. It's not not, not nice, but I'm, do you think that the media may perhaps sure. think that? Oh, I could definitely see them looking down their nose at uh, at wrestlers. Do you get that impression, Glenn? Absolutely. And as you guys always talk about on the show, and I agree with, we take advantage of the free market. We offer a product, and if enough people didn't watch us, we wouldn't be on the air. Mm-hmm. Right. They can so look. go ahead. Let let you know our our whole thing is driven by television ratings and by attendance at our live events. So people are saying that they want to see our product. And once again, I think it's uh, it's rather unfair. Life isn't fair, but hey, uh, just to, as a saying, for the media just to say, well, we're going to come after you guys because we don't like you. And we do still have that stereotype in, in some respects of, of exactly what Mark was saying. And once again, it's because the media hasn't done the research. Our demographic is a cross-section of all America, I mean, we have everybody sure. watching us from, from, from the rednecks to doctors and lawyers and stockbrokers and people of all ages. Um, so once again, it's just a, a matter of the media taking a certain stereotype, not doing any research on it, with, with the exception of Anderson Cooper, I think, one night said that we had a huge audience. But, but I think Mark is right. Media uh, are somewhat elitist, and they look down on us. You, yeah, I'm, I'm guessing you probably get paid more than most of those uh, media people do anyway. So that probably rankles them just a little more. Yeah. Uh, you know what? We've got to, I've got a couple calls rolling in here, at least one of them. Let's go to the phones here uh, and talk to Daniel in Indianapolis listening on WXNT. Daniel, you're on with Glenn Jacobs. Daniel in Indy? Do we have Daniel? Yes. Are you there? Yeah. You're on with Glenn. Oh, hi, Glenn. Hey, Daniel. Uh, I'm a great fan of yours. Thank you. And, um, yeah, this thing is really saddened me and uh, you guys will I hope you guys will pull through and you know all this media stuff will just blow over and you guys will be back to you know entertaining everybody well I appreciate it that's what we do best and we are going to pull through it and uh, I said it's just something when people look at at what's happened here it's just something to look at the the media in general and just sort of shake your head about yeah I think I appreciate that Daniel yeah it'll, it'll come out don't worry it'll come out Thank you, Daniel. Appreciate the call. 800-259-9231. We have uh, Glenn Jacobs on the line with us. You know, Glenn, uh, I 
I've paid somewhat close attention to the WWE, at least when it comes to their sort of get-out-the-votes uh, thing that they do. They normally do a fairly heavy get-out-the-vote push uh, during political season. And I remember back when Harry Brown was running as a libertarian presidential candidate, he was sort of ruminating about how great it would be to you know, get the WWE somehow uh, behind the libertarian movement, uh, because obviously liberty benefits especially i mean liberty benefits everybody and so vince mcmahon and the rest of the crew over there would 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 seem they would have uh, an interest in maybe helping promote these ideas um it didn't end up happening he wanted to like appear on one of the shows or something like that it didn't end up happening but do you feel like there's any chance that anything could go in that direction with the with the show um beyond the uh, the old two party choices to have the wwe highlight some more interesting candidates i don't know uh look to get out to vote is a nonpartisan thing, right. but certainly some of the individuals within WWE, myself and uh, my friend Sean Morley, uh, we're pretty hardcore libertarians. Can we talk so, more about that? Because yeah, you've got some absolutely. interesting things going on, like outside of the wrestling. We'll come back with more of that and your calls as well for Glenn. It's Free Talk Live. This is Free Talk Live. It's your show, and you can take control of the airwaves toll-free at 1-800-259-9231, the SACL-CAI toll-free line for you. That's 800-259-9231. Ian here with you. And Mark. You can join us online at freetalklive.com. All the features there are totally free. If you like the show, you want to help support Free Talk Live, then you should AMP. Go to amp.freetalklive.com and get signed up. Uh, it's a very simple, co- uh, very simple concept. It stands for Advertise, Market, and Promote. And the idea is, since we give you everything on our website for free, unlike those other talk show hosts that want to charge you for their websites, we do it for free, and then we just ask you, if you want to help us, then do it, and we give it an easy way to do it, any major credit card, PayPal, there's some other options as well, basically we're asking for three bucks a month, less than the price of a cup of coffee in many cases. We take that three dollars a month in, we turn it around, we pull it together from everybody else's uh, money, and we turn it around into promoting the show, to getting the show on more radio stations across the country, and thereby spreading the message of freedom and liberty. So learn more at amp.freetalklive.com. You get a few perks as well. That's amp.freetalklive.com. As we go back to the phones, uh, to our guest on the line this hour, his name Glenn Jacobs. You may know him better as WWE's wrestling superstar, Kane. And uh, initially, Glenn came on the show to talk about the Chris Benoit situation, and anyone that has missed that portion of this interview should uh, check our archives later on tonight. We'll have it posted on the website. But I sort of wanted to move into some other areas because, as you mentioned before we went to that break, you are a, a, a principled libertarian. And uh, you and Sean Morley, who's also known as Val Venus uh, in the WWE, how did you um, get to the whole liberty thing? Well, Sean actually introduced me to the Libertarian Party. I went to the LP website and checked that out. And I agreed with most of the issues that I saw and the stance that DLP was taking. And uh, I branched out from there, and uh, I realized that the issues are actually ancillary to the philosophy. And once you realize how important the philosophy is, you know the answers to the issues, and you know where you're going to stand on the issues. And uh, so I've just done... um, hours and hours of research uh, on not only on the Internet, but also uh, reading stuff from Harry Brown and Murray Rothbard and Mises and, and Henry Hazlitt and uh, Hayek and all those people. And uh, I've just been absolutely 
almost obsessed with with libertarian philosophy because it <laughs> makes so much sense and, yeah. and it's logical. Yeah, it's infective, isn't it? Yes, yes, it is. And once you understand the philosophy, you can you can answer any political question. It's very easy, and that's the problem that everyone else has. They can't answer a question based on a philosophy. They right. have to answer a question based on where their party stands on a certain issue. Yeah, they have to get back to you after they check their party platform or whatever their current party stance is. I want to keep right. talking and about this, actually, but I want to get to the phones first. We've had Jesse. He's been waiting patiently. Jesse in Miami, listening on WFTL. You're on with Glenn Jacobs. Yeah, you know, I grew up watching cowboys and Indians and watching the wrestling in there. And it's the same to me, and that's what I tell my son. He's he says he didn't know even Cain could speak. Uh, <laughs> but he, he said, oh, yeah, I didn't know he could even talk because we were listening to him on the way home. And But to me, when they used to break the chairs over the guy's back and roll off the roof, that's the same thing that I tell everybody. It's the same thing that I used to grow up with in the movies. Yeah, it's, it's good fun. It certainly yeah, we is. Certainly, that's our job description is we try to entertain people and we try to send them home happy. There you and go. That, that's uh, what we do. Jesse, any other thoughts? Yeah, that, that's what I enjoy about it because I used to see them fall off the roof and, and break chairs in the bars and break bottles over their heads. And this is the same thing. It's now, that wasn't modern. you in the bars, was it, Jesse, doing that? Huh? That wasn't you in the bars breaking bottles over heads and breaking chairs no, over no, people, was it? This, this is what <laughs> okay, I was growing good. up. This is what I was growing up as a kid, that I used to see that. I'm saying this is just modern Western movies. Yeah, it's, yeah, that's an excellent observation. Jesse, thanks for the call. We appreciate it. one eight hundred two five nine ninety two thirty one. Just a few more minutes left if you want to get your call in uh, for Glenn Jacobs here, WWE's Kane. Uh, just representing himself and uh, your, in your personal life, uh, Glenn, you are a pretty principled libertarian, and uh, you found Free Talk Live. Was that through Sean as well, Val Venus? Yes, it was. And... I had the opportunity to meet Torgo uh, a few years ago, and uh, then I started listening to you guys, and it opened up a whole new dimension for me. I went from being um, sort of libertarian to really realizing uh, what libertarianism and, and free marketeer was all about. And uh, it's just been a great experience for me. In fact, you guys are by far my favorite talk show. Oh, well, thank you very much. In fact, I, I would hope that we inspired you. I don't know if you – like, can we even talk about your talk show? Is that something that you uh, want to keep anonymous? Yeah, I, I'd, r- I'd rather not. I'd okay. rather not if All that's right. okay. We can't, we can't talk about it, but you're doing some pretty exciting things uh, with alternate personalities, I guess is all we can really say right, at this right. point uh, in, in the name of freedom. But we, I think we can talk about what Val is doing. He's got an interesting site called uh, The Freetarian, right? Yes. Yeah, he has his own blog, and it's very liberty-based, and uh, he covers current events. And uh, Val's a friend of Barry Hess, who ran uh, for governor of Arizona as a, on the LP a few years ago. Uh, he may run for uh, president, perhaps, in the LP. I'm not sure. Mm-hmm. Uh, Barry's, uh, Barry's a pretty principled libertarian, too. So uh, Val knows, uh, uh, Sean knows some good people uh, in, in the movement out west. Cool. And his website's uh, freetarian.com. And I, he's got you know, a pretty neat little blog. And maybe if you poke around there close enough, you'll be able to figure out what... Uh, what Glenn is doing, because we can't really uh, be too explicit on that. But you are also, I mentioned this earlier, uh, you are also a member of the Free State Project. Now, that's not thats not a secret, right? No. I guess it's no. not now anymore. <laughs> right, no, it's it was, not now. It's not now. <laughs> but, 
no, I think the Free State Project is, is a great concept. And once again, that was something I discovered through you guys. And uh, it is, I think it is the last chance or one of the last chances and the best chance that America has to not even to restore the republic and all that stuff, but actually to build a better America than we've ever had before. Mm. Because the people in the Free State Project understand what liberty and individual liberty, which is a very important distinction that the libertarians have to make between just when people say freedom and individual liberty, which is what libertarians believe in. And the people in the Free State Project really understand that, and that's what it's all about. And I'm very happy and proud to be a part of that. Right, and uh, and it's it's more for you than just signing up. You, I think, are going to be one of the early movers of the Free State Project. And for those that don't know, uh, we mentioned it earlier, it's a movement of 20,000 liberty-loving individuals, all to move to one state. In this case, the state that was chosen uh, is New Hampshire, which is where we've made our home. We moved up from Florida about almost a, almost a year ago, approaching a year. Getting there. And, uh, and you actually came up and scoped things out here uh, not too long back, and you purchased your own home in New Hampshire already, and I guess you're renovating it or working on that as you prepare to leave your your current home state of uh, of Tennessee is that correct? Yeah, absolutely. We have a we bought a place up there and uh right now we're just like everybody tying up loose ends um before we can make the move, but we're excited about it. My wife is uh visiting New Hampshire and, and she liked the state itself and then of course I can't wait to get up there and join in with the exciting stuff that's happening there. It's very cool. And you've got do you have kids? They're older, yes. Oh, okay. yes. And that, that's one of the things we have to talk to one of our kids into coming up. So, oh. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I need, to, I need to get her listening to Free Talk Live as well. <laughs> excellent, excellent. Well, I don't know. And Mark, did you have any questions for Glenn while we've got, we've got him on the air? You've been kind of silent. I don't know. Um, you know, I, I don't follow wrestling real close or anything, but uh, I was kind of wondering how you got your start in all this. Well, I'd always been a fan, and when I was growing up was the Hulk Hogan era, and... Um, I'm a big guy, and yeah. <laughs> I, was playing, I was playing football at the time and tore my knee up, and uh, I wanted to play professional football, because, but because of my knee injury, uh, I wasn't able to do that, and because I was a wrestling fan, and I was a big guy, and I'm a big guy, I thought, man, you know, maybe I can make a living doing that. There's only so many people on the planet that have been blessed with my size and athletic ability, and uh, so I just pursued it and uh, was lucky enough to... Uh, network with the right people and to get an opportunity to come to WWE. I'm very proud to be in the WWE. It is the major leagues of professional wrestling, and it's a great organization to work for. You know, considering and, uh, all your success, we're short on time here, but considering all your success, you are really uh, just a, one of the most humble, nice guys that uh, that I've ever come across. Um, you're just a great guy, easy to get along with. Um, I don't know if people think certain things about wrestlers or superstars or all of that, but, uh, Glenn, you're just an honestly good guy, and it's really an honor to have you listening to the show, and we really appreciate you coming on Free Talk Live tonight. Did you have any final thoughts for us? No, I'd like to apologize to Mark for a phone call I gave him the other day publicly. I'm sorry about that. Uh, and I'd also just like to say that, uh, just like Dave from Montana always says, long live free talk live. Thank right you guys. on, Glenn. And thank All you. Right. Have a great night and great rest of your weekend. All right, so we're uh, done with that interview. We've got more Free Talk Live on the way. It's 7707, and some people are a little bit superstitious about that. We'll talk about that, and we'll take your calls about whatever's on your mind at 1-800-259-9231. It'll soon be 707 uh, Central Time. (laughs) We can do it all over again. (laughs) We'll set off fireworks and stuff. No, I don't think so. This is Free Talk Live, Saturday edition. You take control of the airwaves. 
With your help, we can spread the message of liberty around the world. Consider becoming a Free Talk Live amplifier for just $3 a month now at amp.freetalklive.com. If you can't afford it, keep enjoying us for free. If you can spare the three, visit amp.freetalklive.com. This is Free Talk Live. We're launching into hour number two of the live Saturday edition of the program. You can take control of the airwaves toll-free at 800-259-9231. That would be the SACL CAI toll-free line for you, 1-800-259-9231. It's Ian here with you. And Mark. And you can join us online at freetalklive.com. All our features on our site are totally free, so enjoy those on us. That, again, is freetalklive.com. Lots to talk about. Of course, a lot of Americans and uh, I guess people around the world that are of a more superstitious bent are fairly uh, excited about what's going to happen in the next 20-something seconds, at least if they're in the central time zone, (laughs) because uh, it is July 7th of 2007, the seventh month of the seventh year and the seventh day in that month, and it's also central time, going to be the seventh hour uh, and the seventh minute coming up here, and the seventh second in a few moments. But does it really mean anything beyond just an interesting numerological sort of occurrence? Mm, No. No. It doesn't. But nonetheless, people seem to think it does. And so the story's out of the Associated Press in Atlantic City, New Jersey. Uh, With apologies to Clint Eastwood's Dirty Harry this Saturday, that's today, you've got to ask yourself one question. Do I feel lucky? Well, lots of people do, for one simple reason. Uh, It's 7707. In numerological terms, that's about as big as it gets for the superstitious. People are booking gambling junkets. Casinos are offering seven-themed promotions. Now, the casinos, they're like you and me, Mark. They don't believe in this whole sevens crap. No. But they sure know that other people do. Yeah, they they understand... uh that the math behind it just doesn't make any sense. They understand that uh, the math is if they promote the 777 thing, they're going to get a lot of people walking through their doors. Um, in fact, uh, and about three times the normal number of, of couples are planning to get married today. Uh, nearly 100 couples will tie the knot atop roller coasters or inside revolving teacups at amusement parks at 7 this more they did it apparently at seven this morning. A California yogi plans to achieve massive harmony through gong meditation at seven tonight. And Christians will gather in a Tennessee football stadium to pray on a day that has good biblical implications for many. Experts are quick to point out that today is no more or less likely to be lucky than any other day. But try telling that to Alan Windrum, a 20-something entrepreneur from Philadelphia who owns a real estate management firm, a collection agency, and a construction company. He says, hopefully I get all my vacancies filled that day and all my collection cases settled without going to court and get seven jobs for the construction company worth 70000 each, he said. You can believe this guy's serious? <laughs> and then I'll take all that money and put it on number seven. I'm definitely in Atlantic City that day. Casinos across the country are rolling heavy doses of sevens to attract superstitious gamblers. Everything from $7 drink specials to luxury watches selling for $777. The Tropicana Casino and Resort. Tropicana has its own casino. I think it's just called the Tropicana. Oh. <laughs> All right. Anyway, in Atlantic City is offering a $7,777 package that includes a bi-level suite, two tickets to a show and a spa, and dining and shopping credits. Craps players, among the most superstitious of gamblers, have been buzzing for... I didn't know that they had different levels of superstition, according to the uh, types of gambling that people engage in. That's interesting. I think that certainly there's different levels of superstition. Some people would have probably believe 
almost all the superstitions out there, and some people just keep one little superstition around. Right, but apparently those who are more superstitious play craps. That's what I'm saying. They have in in the oh. world of gambling, some who, <laughs> there there are certain sections of uh, gamblers that are more superstitious than others, and apparently they're more likely to play certain types of games. Uh, apparently, craps players have been buzzing for weeks about Lucky Seven Day, said Mario de Guisep, uh, the Tropicana's vice president of casino operations. Asked if he believes in luck or superstition, de Guisep responded with a certainty of one who knows that the odds always favor the house. He says, I believe in math, with a chuckle. Math is no obstacle for William Mobley of Philadelphia, who plans to be in Atlantic City today. He says, quote, I got a feeling about that day. I'll win over $700. Everything will go people's way that day, at least hopefully mine. Hmm. You know, you've got to wonder, um, what will happen to one of these superstitious people when something awful or nothing at all happens to them on 7707, on this day? Will they just write it off as a fluke and continue believing their superstitious nonsense? Or will they be devastated? Will they be shocked? Will they be surprised that, you know, they did not win good fortunes necessarily on today? Especially those who go to the gambling houses, because the odds are not in their favor. The odds are that they're going to lose. So very few of these superstitious individuals are going to have their uh, belief system confirmed today. In fact, many of them, the the way the the cookie will crumble, the way the games will play out, they will have it thrown in their face that, you know, today is no luckier than any other day. You lost today just like you would have lost yesterday. So what happens to a superstitious mindset on a day like today when it doesn't reach their expectations? I don't know, but I, you would think that um, you know they 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 put all they put all their money on the big seven seven o seven day, mm-hmm. and they don't win. You would think that they would just kind of give up on the whole superstition idea, but you'd think. But then again, there's sort of this human tendency, at least with. Uh, I, I mean, we've certainly seen it in the political realm when someone challenges one's uh, political belief system, they entrench themselves, uh, dig themselves in, and they don't listen to what the other uh, the other side is saying or the other person is saying. You know, would that same sort of level of uh, protection of one's belief system come into play here? Like, even in the face of the negative news or or gambling failures, in the face of uh, negativity on a day like this, would they come up with some sort of rationale? Something to to tell themselves. Well, it's maybe it's uh, only in Central Time when well, they all. You know what 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 what, what would they say? God help us if somebody wins one of those million dollar jackpots uh, that they have on the uh, the one armed bandits there. Then what are we going to do? So uh, gambles of a different sort will take couples down the aisle. Kathleen Murray, deputy editor of The Knot, said 38,000 of the company's members are getting married that day, up from a normal 20, or excuse me, 12,000 for Saturday in July. She says, it's a true phenomenon. I've never seen anything like this before. Seven has always been considered the luckiest number. And with three sevens in a row, brides and grooms feel they're hitting the jackpot that day. That's right. Your love is so um, great that you have to get married on a lucky day in order to increase your chances uh, for staying together. I don't know if that says very much about those people's relationships. Um, and also, I think a lot of them are just going to write it off. You know, they're going to write, oh, well, you know, it's, it increases your luck, but I guess my luck wasn't good enough. You know, well, they'll, they'll just write it off when they get their divorces or lose at the uh, casinos. I can see that um, if you, if I was going to get married, say, in the months of June or July, and I saw the opportunity... I probably would never have even paid attention to this, by the way. But mm-hmm. if I saw the opportunity to get married on, hmm, 7707, it's an easy day to remember, That's if nothing true. else. Um, 
I, I perhaps would go for that. That way you don't forget the uh, marriage and get uh, beat up by the wife over forgetting the, main, not the just, anniversary. Not just forgetting the anniversary, but forgetting how many um, years. I don't even know for sure how many years I think maybe two and a half that you've known your wife that, you? that I've been married you've been married oh okay I don't really have to know how long I've known her just so long as I know how long I've been married one of them is Jeff, uh, Jennifer Dibbis and her fiance Jeff McKellick who's a fanatical poker player their wedding theme is lucky in love she says we're giving out instant lottery tickets as favors and we have a little chocolate poker chip with 777 lucky in love written on them our cake has dice on top and a roulette wheel on the bottom and the king and queen of hearts on it well, we got there last it's kind of fun it's a theme we got the last ballroom at the country club, the last DJ available at the place we went to, and the last photographer at the photo studio we wanted, she said. So the luck is starting already. <laughs> Look, there were other country clubs she could have gone to, and there were other DJs she could have uh, gone to, but she's sort of... Qual- Look how she qualifies her luck, right? We got the last DJ... At the place we went to. So they called up a DJ organization and they said, oh, we have one more DJ for you. Of course, there's 20 more organizations in the phone book. And then she says, uh, and the last photographer at the photo studio we looked at. So, And is getting the last one really lucky? I, she's chalking it up to luck. I, I, I know that if I'm going to the supermarket and I get the last peach that's left in the uh, the produce section, I don't feel real lucky. Six Flags Amusement Park chain is hosting seven wedding receptions at 7 a.m. at each of its 12 U.S. facilities. That throws it... You can't use the number 12 in there. That just ruins all the luck. Uh, They're calling it the event Thrilled Ever After. The Ritz-Carlton Hotel's Central Park location in New York is offering a July 7th wedding package and a reception for 77, a seven-tier wedding cake, seven Tiffany diamonds for the bride, and seven-night honeymoon at any Ritz in the world for (laughs) $77,777. And then there's the numerology nuts. There's one quote from one of those guys, and it's worth Is another comet going to hit us? Just because they're crazy. We'll bring that to you here in a moment. 800-259-9231. Jim and Kevin on the line. We'll get to your calls. And do be patient. Ladies, you come first if you make the call. 800-259-9231. Are you a believer in this superstitious nonsense, this seven silliness, numerology, and all of that? I'd love to hear from you. Maybe you can explain it to me. It's Free Talk Live. Free Talk Live, your show. You take control of the airwaves toll-free at 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line for you. It is Ian here with you. And Mark. And you can join us on our website. Freetalklive.com is the place to go. And there's lots of features there. We give them all away, including updates. Get signed up. We'll clue you in whenever there's something to announce about the program. And get on the updates list at updates.freetalklive.com. It's free, of course. That's updates.freetalklive.com. Uh, talking about silly people and their numbers. Oh, this whole 7707 obsession that apparently a significant amount of Americans have uh, today. Lots of people going to casinos. Lots of people getting married, um, doing a variety of other things. People think their business is going to do very well today. People are all sort are just full of all sorts of superstition around all these numbers. And of course, the most superstitious and the most nutty of these individuals are the numerologists, the so-called numerologists. Um, a yoga instructor, Harjawan in Santa Monica, California, who uses only one name, plans a gong meditation on uh, apparently at uh, 7 p.m. And he also says that, and he believes in numerology. He also says the numerology on this day, seven seven oh seven, is phenomenal. Seven represents the aura. Why? 
I don't know. He said so. He said so. Three sevens equals twenty-one, and then in parentheses it says. <laughs> there you go. And then in parentheses it says two plus thirteen. This is pulled from his website. That's why there. It's not an interview, so that's why there are parentheticals here. Two plus thirteen. Uh, that's in parentheses. Three represents the positive mind. Why? Well, because. He said so. Uh, and the 7 p.m. hour, add the 7 p.m. hour, and you have four sevens, which equals 28. Two plus 810. Ten is the radiant body. Unquote. <laughs> I just don't know what I'm hearing. Hey, if that doesn't say you're lucky. I, I don't know what it says. Christians will gather in the Nashville football, football stadium where the Tennessee Titans pray and fast on the 7th. Or, excuse me, play. The t- Titans aren't going to be fasting. Right, I was gonna, I, that, that, was, that was sounding like the best part of the story where so the, far. <laughs> where the Titans play to pray and fast on the 7th. Quote, uh, what Julia Richardson, a spokeswoman for the event, which is titled The Call, said, The number is significant in the Bible because 7 represents a covenant. We feel we want to make a covenant with the Lord to pursue him. Whether it's 1,000 people or 100,000 people, we feel we can bring about a change through prayer and fasting. Well, sorry, sweetie, but there's never, ever been any scientific uh, scientific evidence that prayer does damn squat. And I doubt there's going to be anything that prayer does on this one day out of the year, as opposed now, to all the other days that people pray. I don't think that I um, agree with that entirely. They've done uh, scientific studies, and, and there's a portion of the brain that's activated during prayer, chanting, meditation... So prayer can absolutely have positive effects for the person who's praying. Yeah, but you know what I'm talking about. They're praying not for themselves. They're praying for the rest of the world and world peace and all the other things. And no, prayer doesn't have effect on those things. It doesn't have effect when your sick grandmother is in the hospital. It doesn't have an effect at all. Anyway, just wanted to clarify that. 800-259-9231. So do you don't think f- football games are decided upon uh, who's praying harder um, <laughs> on one side or the other? No. Okay. Sorry, I don't think so. Does God not care about football games? I, I, th- even though the players seem to think that uh, he's always on their side when they get a touchdown. Uh, they certainly thank God, which right. I suppose uh, if, if you have two good legs, you should thank God for that. But um, So if God doesn't care about football games, does God care about who wins and wars? I, I don't think so, because again, the, they always think that God is on their side, so it's a little confusing to me. But I want to hear from somebody who believes in this this stuff. Obviously, I'm a bit of a skeptic. Um, you know, when I believed in superstition, I was in second grade, and then I sort of got over that. It was sort of an elementary thing for me, because it was neat back then, learning about all the superstitions, the walking under the ladders, the black cats, the spilling salt. It was kind of neat, right? But it's all BS. It's all just silliness. But if you believe it, maybe you can explain to me. 800-259-9231. Not that I'm expecting anyone to call about this. Let's go to Jim in New Hampshire in the meantime. You're on Free Talk Live. Jim, what's on your mind? Yeah, hey, just coming back from the Coalition New Hampshire Taxpayers Picnic where they had a um, straw poll and they had a couple of presidential candidates there. Mm-hmm. And? So uh, I thought I'd fill you in on the results. Um, yeah, Mike Huckabee was there. Duncan Hunter called in. Um, nice of And uh, So anyway, so whoop-de-doo. about three. <laughs> what's that? I said whoop-de-doo. Politicians. Yeah, well, it, and Rand Paul was there, Ron Paul's son. Okay. So he was the final speaker, and um, they had a straw poll. Everybody that came voted. And um, Ron Paul got like 189-ish votes. Out of how many? Exactly. Well, out of 300. Yeah, that's not too shabby. So he won. Uh, yeah, the next person down was Giuliani with some 20-something. Wow. 
Master so yeah, he yeah he really crushed everybody at this thing. So would you say this is a uh, you know like a finger on the pulse of the Republican primary voters for New Hampshire? Does this mean that there's a good chance in your mind, Jim, that uh, Ron Paul may actually win the New Hampshire primary when it's time? Um, I, I think there you know I think there's definitely a shot at that now. This, this to be fair, you know this this has this doesn't say that two thirds of the people in New Hampshire are going to vote for Ron Paul, but what it does say is that. His, his supporters are far more enthusiastic and are willing to show up to things like this and, and show support now, and I, get active. I, I saw, I guess it was today or yesterday or something like that, that apparently Ron Paul has managed to do some pretty effective fundraising. And as you know, Ron Paul, um, we've, we've covered him quite a bit on this show. He's he's not your typical Republican right, uh, he's got candidate. More money. He's got more money in the coffers of his campaign right now than McCain does. Normally I don't That's get right. very excited about uh, Republicans and Democrats, but this guy, he ran as a Libertarian uh, for president in, back in 1988, and he hasn't really lost sight of his principles since then. So he's a pretty exciting candidate, and apparently a lot of other people have been energized by him, and they've uh, they've contributed to his campaign. Now he's got over two what is it two million dollars in the bank two point four or something? Uh, yeah, two point four million dollars in the bank, and that's what he raised this quarter. Um, yeah, I mean, part of his money in the bank is that he hasn't been blowing through the money like other people have. Mm. But yeah, I mean, McCain has tons of people on staff. M- meanwhile, Ron Paul. Um, is getting this fundraising because he's got grassroots efforts going. Right, and, and, and McCain doesn't have to spend the money. Right, they've been blowing through money, but uh, what do they have to show for it? They don't really yeah, have I mean, the numbers. Is, and a good example is the straw poll. I mean, they had you know paid staffers from the campaigns come and show up to mm-hmm. vote. You know, and we were just all grassroots people showing up to vote for Ron Paul. So, so it was impressive. And, and then, course, um, yeah, he, go uh, ahead. the other he also got second in the Georgia straw poll. That's good to know. I, I think that uh, if if Ron Paul can carry New Hampshire, that's going to be just a, an amazing news for him. I know that uh, the state of New Hampshire is currently uh, waiting to see if other states make a move on moving their primary earlier, and they, of course, are going to one-up them if they decide yeah. to do that. New Hampshire is fairly committed to to being the first primary in the in the country. Yeah, I heard a talk by um, the attorney general, and he, they're definitely going to make sure we're first no matter what. So you guys, I- you're one of the people behind uh, one of the Ron Paul w- websites. Is that right? Yeah, RonPaulHQ.com, um, and and uh, we were there. Yep. You guys have really uh, great coverage. I've got you on my uh, my Google homepage, so I can always keep up to date with what's yeah. going on. Because you guys actually do a better job of covering his campaign than his own campaign does. Yeah, and we've uh, and then and they really look to help look look to us to help them out. That's for sure. So great. We, I mean, we yeah. run a. Keep up the good work, man. Sorry, man. We're short on time, but uh, but appreciate you calling in. And, you know, the, the people are really getting excited about Ron Paul because he isn't a warmonger like the rest of the Republican candidates are. I mean, that's the most – that's got to be the most attention-getting factor in the Ron Paul campaign so far is that he's a Republican who doesn't support I would initiated to, war. I would love to see uh, an election between uh, Hillary, who, who voted for the war, mm. and a Democrat, and Paul – who voted against it and a Republican? Because he's in the House, you know. I mean, hey, he voted too. You know, did you have the uh, did you have the the uh, John Edwards people come by your house today, Mark? No. Oh, we can talk about that coming up here because they came by mine. We'll uh, explain what happened. Eight hundred two five nine ninety two thirty one. This is Free Talk Live. One of the bonuses you'll get as a Free Talk Live amplifier is access to our classic archives. For just $3 a month, you can become an amplifier, and you'll help us get on more radio stations and MP3 players. Get the details at amp.freetalklive.com. That's amp.freetalklive.com. 
This is Free Talk Live. It is the live Saturday show. You can take control of the airwaves toll-free at 1-800-259-9231. The SACL CAI toll-free line for you. Ian here with you. And Mark. You can join us online at freetalklive.com. All the features on our site are for free, including the wiki. Over 1,350 pages created by listeners just like you. It's like the listener editable version of our website. Head over to wiki, that's W-I-K-I, dot freetalklive.com to see what it's all about. If you have a company or you work for a company or you know somebody um, who is in the uh, sort of accounts receivable industry, please contact SACL CAI. They do account recovery, early out billing, and they purchase charged off receivables. They're good friends of the show, and their operators treat everybody with respect. So give them a call. Uh, That's uh, SACL CAI. You can get a hold of them at 1-800-544-6359. That's 800-544-6359. Or just click the banner on our website. It's right there at the top. 800-259-9231 is our number, and we're talking to you about whatever you want. That's why the show is called Free Talk Live. Let's go to the phones. To the fun, Michael in Florida. You're on Free Talk Live, listening on WFTL. Michael? Thank you for accepting my call. Oh, thanks for making it. What's on your mind, sir? I wanted to make a comment, actually two comments. Uh, you made a comment about uh, the prayer, that, uh, you know, there is no science to it. It's unscientific. I'm not a born-again. I'm an old man. I have a few degrees, and I do remember reading a couple of studies that came out of NYU a few years ago where groups of people prayed for someone else, mm-hmm. and they found someone in the hospital, and they found that cardiac patients, as an example, or cancer patients, did a lot better, even though they were not aware that uh, people were praying for them. Yeah, I've seen studies that found the exact opposite. Well, you know, you can go to, um, it's the Science of Prayer Reality Check dot org, and they they actually answer that particular study. It was uh, done by uh, Daniel J. Benor. And um, they said that apparently the uh, the study was published in a medical journal, which doesn't have the the as as high of a rigorous standards as far as science go, as um, you know, like science organizations, like the Christian do. Science Medical Journal or something, right? And well, <laughs> I, you know, it's just a medical journal, and and basically they they refute that it, it's a typical p value of point one zero percent, and that's only um, oh. one in ten thousand. What's a p value? I, you know, I'm not saying that I know what this stuff is. I'm only saying what they claim on this site. Um, um, it's it's one in ten thousand similar experiments would be expected to produce the reported effect. So it's um, apparently the p value on that experiment. Um, the, the, the scientists claim otherwise. I don't know. I'm not saying that I know. I do know I've read studies um, that that refute exactly that. Uh, there was a study that came out of uh, Britain of eighteen hundred um, individuals with heart disease, and they they broke them into three con- three groups. Uh, yeah. Ones that were uh, prayed for and knew it, ones that were prayed for and didn't know it, and ones that were prayed for at all were not prayed for by the um, by somebody that they knew about. Uh, right. Obviously, you can't say whether or not somebody's, um, but no, they they were um, thought they were prayed for, but weren't. Uh, they did uh. not have a did not did um, and were prayed for. And apparently, um, the the group that didn't know that they were that didn't know that they were prayed for but were prayed for uh, they came out i guess 3 or 4% higher than everybody else in fatalities um which sort of uh you know threw everything off it it seemed very odd 1800 people seemed like a pretty big intake yeah, to me definitely scientific no doubt about it michael your thoughts well um as i said i am not uh you know uh very familiar with the studies i do remember in passing uh, reading a couple of studies, but that brings me to the second point. Sure. Be that as it may, uh, my I'm not an American-born. Since I have come to this country about 40 plus years ago, one of the things that I have never 
been able to understand is why are people so insistent in interfering with someone's faith, regardless of what that faith is. What do you mean? Comfort, to the extent that, you know, comments may be made, uh, you know, sarcastic, um, as the comment that it was made before uh, with regards to prayer. Yeah, uh, you know, the sarcastic comment about, go ahead, pray about your grandmother being in the hospital. If that gives both the grandmother and individual praying comfort, why should there be this kind of, you know, condescending comments being made? Okay, um, now hold on. I, I understand what you're saying. Now, now um, yeah. let's, you know that some Christians, I'm not saying that all of them do, but some Christians proselytize. They uh, tell you about their faith. Right, and I'm totally opposed to that. I do not like anybody being in your face one way or another. I understand, and I think that I am personally of the belief that uh, re- religion should sort of be, uh, you know, kept to oneself. It's 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 easier that way. But when it comes to questioning things, and that's sort of our job here as uh, commentators, yes. questioning things. Um, you know, I th- I think that it's sort of fair game when um, some people will put their religion in in, in front of you. It's it's fair game to question that. I yeah. mean, it's sort, of, it's sort of proselytizing for people that don't believe in that particular type of religion. You're, you're absolutely right in challenging some people. As a matter of fact, uh, you know, there was a little curious thing that um, I'm a professional. I was um, uh, trying to persuade a principal of a school uh, for one of my little patients to give him a second chance, and that principal of a Christian school said, well, I'm going to go home and I'm going to pray tonight, and I'll give you an answer tomorrow. So the next day, he says, you know, I prayed very, very hard, and God told me that this young man does not belong here. And I said, well, either God is a liar or you are, mm. because I also prayed, and God told me that uh, your school is the perfect place for him. <laughs> yeah, anybody can claim saying, anything. Right. Exactly. What, God. Point, you know, what a cop-out. You know what that really is? That's just a cop-out on that principal's part, because he or she yeah. was, uh, was unable to actually make a stand for their own opinion, exactly. so they pawned it off exactly. on God. You know, and it's it's funny. You know, God God leaves um, leads politicians into wars and um, all kinds of things. People um, lay at the doorstep of God, and right, they're just abdicating their responsibility. Is all I can't doing. see any evidence that God gets very involved at all in in life in that respect. And it certainly doesn't seem to me like God would want killing. Michael, thanks for the call. Great hearing from you. Eight hundred two five nine ninety two thirty one is the toll free number. Look, you know, if pray if praying makes you feel good, then go ahead and pray. I I don't want to take that away from you or anything. I think that there's science that prayer works as far as being good for the individual. Internal. Well, it's because, you know, they believe in it. It's it's reinforcing their belief system, and, you know, if it feels good to you, I think that's really all that you get. When when individuals are praying for another person, oh, please let grandma get better. You know, you're not doing anything to make grandma better, but you are doing something to make yourself feel better. That's all that prayer seems to really do. It just helps people internalize their problems and, and or handle their, deal with their problems. Um, and if that's helpful to you, then by all means, I'm not saying don't do it. I'm just saying don't expect miracles. 800-259-9231. Well, I, I think that people can make miracles happen in their own lives, and uh, part of that is getting out and doing things. Um, right. Clasping for, your hands together Pray for count. what you want to have happen. And then go out and do something about it. Good, a great point, uh, because it's more likely that the uh, human doctors at the hospital will have a hell of a lot more to say about whether your grandma lives or dies there are than still some, some ethereal force. Some some th- things that happen that doctors can't explain. Let's go to uh, the phones, the amplifier line. Johnson in Connecticut, you're on Free Talk Live. Hey, guys, I've prayed numerous times for the end of organized religion, and, you know, they've never been answered. And that's the gospel truth. Let me tell you, (laughs) if that's not the biggest oxymoron. Anyway, 
Um, what I wanted to call in and, and uh, mention was when I went up recently on a uh, the trip to go to Porkfest, and uh, subsequently after that to go and visit Keene uh, to see New Hampshire, um, you guys both kind of explained to me the very interesting uh, registration and voting process that New Hampshire has. And, you know, I was just thinking that it might be interesting, you know, since I've moved up from Florida, I haven't, uh, I haven't registered to vote yet up here since I've moved. In Connecticut. Right. Yeah, in Connecticut, anywhere up north. And I was thinking that, uh, you know, when it comes time for voting day, that I just might be stuck visiting New Hampshire that day. So, um, well, I just, you know. Well, that's I, because, to, to inform our listeners, that's because that, uh, New Hampshire has same day voting registration. Mm-hmm. So, you can come here and register to vote the very day of the election, which now, is very nice. I wouldn't, pro- I wouldn't propose or um, back up anybody who wanted to commit voter fraud. We can't encourage that. No, no but I would, um, you know, what 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 defines well, living in a place? Well, I'm only voting in one state. If I go up there only to vote in New Hampshire, right. that's not what voter de- fraud. What defines living in a state? What defines residence? All those things. I mean, according to New Hampshire, it's signing a piece of paper that says you live there. I, I've been in um, New Hampshire for the last uh, 12 months, almost 12 months, but I own property in Florida. I rent in New Hampshire. Couldn't somebody claim that I'm really a Florida resident? I own property there. My name's in a deed. Well, I technically don't own property anywhere, so right. I can all live that, wherever I want. All that matters to the state is the paperwork, and this is fairly easy paperwork. You just sign on the line, and you get to vote in New Hampshire. I think it's a great idea, Johnson, and a great way to help Ron Paul in the primary. More on the way. You can take control. This is Free Talk Live. This is Free Talk Live. It's your show, and you can bring up whatever you want toll-free at 800-259-9231, the SACL CAI toll-free line for you. That's 1-800-259-9231, the live Saturday show. It's Ian here with you. And Mark. Join us online, freetalklive.com. All the features on our site, we give them away, and we do ask that you voluntarily support the show by heading over and voting for us at vote.freetalklive.com. Takes you less than a minute. And all you need is your email address. You won't be spammed. You won't have your email address sold. It's just used for verification purposes to help keep the system honest, that sort of thing. So go to vote.freetalklive.com and help us stay in first place. We were trailing for a little while. We were in second place for a handful of days mm-hmm. there. Uh, managed to overtake the uh, the competition for now. But it's always a tight uh, a tight battle uh, all month long. So uh, we need your vote if you've yet to do it this month. It's only a once a month thing. So head over to vote.freetalklive.com. Really easy way to help the show. Um, Here's some outrageous news from Michigan. Our listeners in Grand Rapids may be aware of this case. White Cloud, Michigan. A Nuego County man could spend another weekend behind bars if he doesn't take care of his yard. David Birch says he tried to seed the yard last fall, but it wouldn't take root. This all stems from a contractor who failed to sod his yard in the first place. Now a judge is saying, do the yard or do the time. Birch said... They take their yards pretty serious there, huh? Apparently so. Uh, Birch said... And by the way, this I thought when I, when I read the... the, uh, the Subject of this article, which is man thrown in uh, jail for his his yard, I figured that meant he had a bunch of trash or cars or something like that. Or maybe it was really overgrown, like he hadn't mowed it in six years or something like that. Neither is the case. Uh, It's just a matter of the guy's grass isn't growing, and they're going to throw him in a jail cell for it. The man in question, David Birch, says, the people who work at the court at the jail thought it was funny. They said there had to be more, and I said, no, it's just because I don't have grass growing. They said, you're in here for that? 
He claims he's not skirting the law. Birch said a contractor for his new house is responsible for the lawn, but a White Cloud City ordinance states otherwise. White Cloud Police Bureaucrat Chief Roger Ungry says this has been in the courts for over a year. I believe Mr. Birch has made an attempt. He did bring me in some receipts for grass seed. But when it didn't grow, a county judge ordered the yard planted. It never happened. Again this April, no sprouts. Then in jail. An inspiration. Birch is sodding his yard with donated turf. So they already put the man in jail once over this. <laughs> I guess it was a weekend stint or something like that. Great, you haven't your gra- your grass hasn't grown. You get to stay in jail over the weekend. How bizarre. What, what the hell is going on in this country? What what in the world is all of this about anyway? You know, for one, this is weird and totalitarian. I I do understand being uh, you know, maybe in a deed restricted community. And, you know, not maintaining according to what the deeds are. But, you know, this this whole judges and cops getting involved, that's bizarre stuff. And when when did the average American, when did the middle class American become become a grass farmer? I mean, grass is a pretty useless plant. I hate it myself. I I hate grass. When you you think about it, there was there was a time when you pretty much used the land you had either to uh, grow food or uh, maintain animals Mm -hmm. on and. But now we, as middle-class Americans, apparently are expected to the point of getting thrown in jail to grow grass on our land. It's absolutely absurd. Um, Grass. And and by the way, the police chief says he's been working on it, Ungry said, but he, however, remains to this day non-compliant. Why is that? Well, it's because the backyard must also be green with grass as well. So... (laughs) It really is just some sort of bizarre obsession with grass as opposed to appearances. Because if it's the backyard that has to be uh, grassed in in addition to the front yard, it's clearly not just about appearances. It's about some sort of uniform uh, obsession with the, the government bureaucrats have with controlling your property. I mean, they, they could have pawned it off as, well, just as long as your front yard looks good. No, they want total compliance with this regulation. But the patchwork, uh, will the patchwork sod qualify as a lawn? Quote, it's not your normal sod that you would have that you would go f- uh, to a sod farm and purchase, said the police chief. So that remains to be seen. I can't answer that question. Birch was back in court on Thursday. The judge told him he has two weeks to complete the job. If not, it's another weekend back in jail. I, I, who could possibly? Is there anyone within the sound of my voice who actually agrees with the government in this case? Who actually thinks it's appropriate to put someone in a jail cell because they don't have grass growing in their front lawn? Can you really defend that position? 1-800-259-9231. Well, um, I guess that if there's rules in the community, it, it, it's certainly defensible um, in, in some respects. If there's rules, No, it's not defensible when, uh, when in the world of private property, when you, should own, when you should be owner of your property and therefore in total control of your property. This totally fr- uh, flies in the face. This and all of the other asinine zoning regulations, rules and regs for housing and code and all of that, all anti, uh, anti-freedom, anti-property rights. It's all absolutely disgusting. This is just... This the most really, absurd example of this it. This isn't really a zoning issue as much as uh, uh, maybe it, maybe it's some sort of zoning overlay. Kind this is of code. Thing. It's code. Yeah, code, is what I it guess. Is. Um, the but how does one enforce one's code? I mean, if a city puts together a code, how do they enforce it otherwise? If if somebody if if their code says you must have grass, I'm not saying it's a good code, but how does the judge enforce it if it's not through jail? 
Because the guy's clearly not, it's not getting done. Well, they used to send out fines and that sort of thing. Not that I think that's acceptable either. I think this is all bad. And this is just an absurd example of how extreme, how controlling local governments can be. Because yeah. a lot of people will say, well, the federal government's bad and the, the state governments are bad too. But local, local governments are a good thing. No, they're not. Local governments are just as tyrannical as federal gov- as the federal government is. They're just tyrannical in more um, minutia-style ways. And you have to deal with them on a daily um, or weekly basis. I mean, local government is in your life. Federal government, not so much. Randy's on the line in Indianapolis listening on WXNT. You're on Free Talk Live, Randy. Hey, thank you for taking my call. And I, I just was kind of surprised because I thought you guys was all for the grass. <laughs> you mean uh, the, the smokable yeah, grass? Yeah. That's funny. Where's my rim shot? Uh, I have to deal with local government all the time uh, in my business. I'm licensed by them, uh, and you're absolutely right. They do things that are absolutely unconstitutional. Right. But they well, know that I don't have enough money to fight it. Yeah, exactly. They yeah. have unlimited funds right. as well. When, when it comes to them fighting, they're not going to use the money that they have in their bank accounts that, um, you know, the, for themselves. They're going to use taxpayer dollars. They're yep. going to use our money to fight you, and that's not fair. Absolutely. I've, I've been licensed for 24 years by the local government, and my one of the biggest things in my very simple job, I actually I have a taxi company, and uh, it's it should be simple. It should be easy, but the least thing that, and my most uh, my most headaches come from dealing with the licensing and the uh, all the uh, little ordinances that they decide it. to change. I, I mean, I, it's it, it's constant. It, everybody thinks they know how to run a taxi company, and they change people about every six months. <laughs> so the the politicians or the bureaucrats keep coming in and changing and then changing the rules on you. Exactly. Now, Randy, it, a lot of people, yeah. um, a, a lot of people would say that your business is sort of protected. Uh, somebody, I can't, for instance, just go to your town um, and uh, you know paint my car yellow and open up a taxi cab company simply because I have to go get a medallion or some sort of permit from the government. Would you prefer that whatever permitting was done away with, and you would just like to compete in the marketplace? I absolutely would. I absolutely would. As long here's where you need protection. You need protection knowing for sure, and, and unfortunately the local government doesn't even do that, but you need the protection to make sure you, you have the proper insurance. Well, now, that insurance, people wonder why cabs are so much. That's because the insurance is very expensive. What, what, what's the insurance insure you against? Uh, my insurance insures the customer and whoever I hit. It does not insure the vehicle. It does not insure me. And it's about a hundred dollars a week for one car. Really? Wow! Just to insure oh, yeah. the customers? Big time! It insures the customer, and it insures whoever I would happen to uh, claim damage to, or whoever would happen to claim damage on. Right now, in, in the other in words, the open marketplace, I, as the customer, can choose. You know, do I want to ride in Randy's cab where I'm protected by insurance, or do I want to ride in some uninsured cab? Right, I should could, be able to choose that. You could uh, advertise on the side of your cab. Licensed, or excuse me, insured and bonded, whereas yeah. um, somebody who 
clearly wasn't insured and bonded, uh, would be lying if they did such a thing. Randy, uh, great call. Thank you for making it. And call us sometime with a, uh, an, an example of a great fair story. We don't have enough time for it at the moment because we're at the end of the hour. But I love hearing fair stories from cabbies. Mark, you used to drive a cab at one time. Uh, every cabbie's got some great stories. Uh, whether it's a scary story like somebody putting a gun to your head or uh, something funny with a drunk passenger, there's always something good in the world of cab driving. 800-259-9231. You can take control of the airways. Hour 3 is on the way. Still, I mean, if somebody can call in and defend this lawn law that's putting people in jail for not having the grass the right color in Grand Rapids, Michigan, I'd still like to hear someone defend that at 800-259-9231. Otherwise, we'll talk about the ammo business coming up. Our archives, website, and podcast will continue to stay free. But if you think other people deserve to hear this show, Consider becoming a Free Talk Live amplifier for just $3 a month at amp.freetalklive.com. Help free some minds. Visit amp.freetalklive.com. This is Free Talk Live. We're launching in hour number three of the live Saturday edition of the program. The toll-free number for you is 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. And you can bring up whatever's on your mind. Once again, toll-free, 800-259-9231. It's Ian here with you. And Mark. Join us on our website at freetalklive.com. Those other talk show hosts want to charge you for accessing their sites. We do it for free, and we do it better. FreeTalkLive.com. Rolling right into the phone calls. Ladies, first to Ann in Michigan. You're on Free Talk Live, Ann. Hello, Ann? Do we have Ann? Ann in Michigan? I hear someone there. She's up. Is that John, maybe? Somebody else on the line? Whoever's on the line, say hello, because you're on Free Talk Live. Put her back on hold. We'll try, try her back. Maybe she went away from the phone during the news break or something. Hey, Let's try John in New Hampshire. You're on Free Talk Live. Hey, this is John. Are you with me? We got you, John. What's on your hey. mind? Hey, this fellow Randy that just called up was uh, getting the uh, pun with the uh, grass uh, as you were doing that story. I was thinking the same thing. It's like, I think people should be encouraged to grow all the grass they can out <laughs> back and out front. Well, I have a feeling that if I were growing uh, the grass he was talking about in my yard, I'd be doing a little bit more than a weekend in jail. Yeah, but anyway, that, that was kind of fun. Also, earlier, another fun thing. I'm not a superstitious guy. I, I'm supposed, uh, at times in my life... Uh, uh, I, I like to think that some things are a little bit spiritual or might be connected and all that stuff, but I'm not very superstitious at all, and other people can be. Mm-hmm. And I was sitting around having some Chinese food with some folks, and you know how it is when uh, you finish up that and they get the fortune cookies? Yes. Yeah. Well, these people, uh, it, it was at a particular time when I was totally against any superstition whatsoever. Okay. And I opened a fortune cookie, and there was nothing in there. No paper. Uh-oh, what's that mean? And that's that's what I thought. And it was just kind of like, I just like looked at those people. I go, what am I going to tell them? It's now, also... Some people would have some fear if they open that. What does it mean? Life is over or whatever? Yeah, yeah. it's also it significant. Kind of, to me, I'm a kind of positive guy. If I ever believe in any of this sort of stuff, I like to look at it as a maybe a positive sign. There's enough bad things that happen in life. If I'm going to be superstitious, I like to look at it like it's a good sign. Okay. How did you spin this positively? I guess it's all up to me from here on out. (laughs) That's cool. So therefore, I moved to New Hampshire. You know, John, (laughs) I I used to sort of feel the same way. I I like to think that um, everything happens for a reason, and there's sort of an interweb of uh, significance in the universe. Are you a fatalist? And that kind of thing. Um, But when I started to think about it, if, if God has a reason for 
everything happening, then then he's got a, sort of this master plan. He had a reason before it happened, not necessarily just after it happened. Well, so, maybe he's doing it as it goes along. He's making it up as it goes along. But God's got to be bigger than time, too, otherwise he's not God. Hey, Mark, maybe, maybe, uh, maybe I'll just mention to you, uh, and like I said, I'm not religious at all. I'm somewhere on the border between uh, uh, atheist. I was a hardcore atheist for many years, and I've kind of softened that to just being agnostic. Mm-hmm. But I'm not opposed to reading things. And I and I picked up a book called When God Winks, and it was just talking about uh, coincidences. And this guy's got a funny way of describing things. It's it's just kind of a fun look at it, saying when there's coincidences, he's describing it as when God winks. Now I don't believe in God. But it's kind of interesting to look mm-hmm. at coincidences, well, and that's all it really is. It, they're coincidences, yeah. and we can look at them however we want. We can ter- interpret them however we want. How do you feel about negative the... or positive about them however we please? Now, but, now, John, but I think that as far as as far as believing in it, if I get an empty fortune cookie, I think I, you know, I better be looking at that like I've got. It's all up to me, as opposed to it's over. Yeah, I like I like the uh, the positive viewpoint, no doubt about it. But let's jump back into uh, your friends. What was their What was their response? Did you tell them you didn't get a fortune or your your? Oh no, no, I showed them right away, and they were pleased with my response to it because they might have been, you know, if I didn't if I didn't introduce that as a very positive thing, if I just said I didn't have one, it would have allowed them to think whatever stupid thing. Right, they might have freaked out or yeah, something and, like and that. Yeah, and I just had fun with it. I said, isn't that neat? It's all up to me. Have you ever yeah. enc- encountered any of these numbers, people? We were talking last hour about 7707 and how all these numerology types are all you know, they're all excited about their luck and all of that. You don't have to necessarily be to be religious um, or believe in a, a creator in order to believe in the numerology silliness. Have you ever encountered any of those people? Oh, sure. I, can't, I, I used to live down in Salem, Massachusetts, and that's known as the witch city. Oh, so therefore, yeah. you know, just because of it's, it's that historic thing, that horrible thing that happened. Mm-hmm. And by the way, there's a, there's a jury-related thing. People stopped convicting witches when they realized it was going to be them. Interesting. There's a jury nullification thing that happened back in the 1692-3 wow. era. I didn't know that. I would that's hate to be a black cat in Salem, Massachusetts. Yeah, and, and what used to happen with that was when you when you pleaded either guilty or innocent you had to hand over your property to the sheriff but that's a whole other story uh it's a fully informed jury thing that the people in salem massachusetts and it used to include danvers and the surrounding area uh they stopped convicting people when they realized it could be them very cool people in this country better wake up to that yeah we really need to really need to get people educated on the jury nullification as far as the numbers go Sure, I've seen all of that because there's a whole little, you know, subculture around there because because of the because of the um, uh, the history, uh, sure. Yeah, because of the history and because it's famous and you know there's a subculture and the younger kids just to be kind of off the beaten track they do that. Yeah, the and, kids and, probably and dress in black just to make people that mad. Sort of stuff. That sort of thing. John, thanks for the call. Great one. Eight hundred two five nine. Yes, sir. One eight hundred two five nine ninety two thirty one. I believe we have Ann back. Let's try her again. Ann in Michigan. You're on Free Talk Live. Hey, how are you doing? Great. What's on your mind tonight? Well, I um. I don't usually do this because my religion, I'm, I'm very personal about it. Um, but I found it really disturbing that you said that people only prayer, pray because it makes them feel better. Well, no, that's no, no, the no. only tangible effect from prayer. That's the only thing but that really happens. Said, okay, so you don't believe that 
there's a heaven and hell and there's a God. Of course not. That's uh, silly, silly nonsense. I believe some of no, that. I, well, I mean, when you say that, I mean, how am I supposed to interpret when you say that prayer doesn't make a difference? Well, science has uh, proven that prayer doesn't make a difference. So, Okay, well, science, go. sure, but isn't there more than just, like, the tangible? I mean, do you really don't? I mean, that's that's a pointed question. I mean, and well, like if a, it's if it's true, it's an opinion. No, it's, it's not an opinion. opinion. I mean, it's, no, it's, it's scientifically your... proven. If it's true, if you believe that prayer has some sort of positive effect on the uh, the ill, and uh, science has done studies that show that's not the case, that it has no effect whatsoever, um, then it has been proven scientifically. And if there's Sorry. no tangible effects, and and I'm not saying I'm certainly not against you on this one, but if there's no tangible effects, then then that's what that would back up that prayer doesn't work if there's no tangible effects. I'm not, no, I'm not saying I mean, I'm against are, you on this. There are stories and there's a lot of um, antidotes that science can't prove everything. Totally right. Well, anecdotes and stories aren't scientifically provable. Those are case well, studies and individual claims. Well, I guess it goes back to that you're either you believe that there's something out there other than just science and that you're going to be six feet under when you die. Well, Mark or, believes in that stuff. Mark I, is a believer. Well, that's fine. And I guess that's what I'm, my point is, is that you believe that when you're six feet under, that's it, um, that maybe you might be burning in hell, and you might be thinking about me and just like, hmm, maybe that girl had a point that there is a heaven and a hell. Oh, <laughs> now, uh, hold that. on. Uh, the, the heaven and hell thing really, really bothers me. Um, because I think, when I think of God, I think of a, now I am not an atheist. I, I believe that there's a God, and I believe in a... Then, oh, quote so you're kind of Right no, no, there's right two now. people there's on this show. People. You're, you're talking to Anne. two different people. Oh. Anne, Anne, there are two people Anne, here. Anne, hold on. You're talking to two different people. You were talking to Ian, the atheist, and now you're talking to Mark, the guy who believes in a god. Okay? Well, then, is that fair for me to be a caller and talking to two different personalities or two different beliefs? Systems? It's absolutely fair. You called. Now, um, okay. The, the well, thing, I didn't <laughs> understand that I was. I'm not calling you a bad person, Anne. I am not berating you. I am simply telling you what the facts are. You're talking to two people. Now, about heaven and hell, here's what bothers me, is that a good, just God could put me on this planet, not give me any instructions, and tell me to live my life, uh, you know, or or expect me to live my life in a certain manner, and if I fail to do that, send me to hell. Wait, I want to give Anne an appropriate chance to respond. Anne, if you will hold on, I want to bring you back, okay? Can you hang? That's cool. All right, Anne. Well, we're gonna bring we're gonna go back with Anne here in a moment, and Mark, you'll be able to expound a little okay. bit on this whole heaven and hell thing and the God deal. Eight hundred two five nine ninety two thirty one. This is your show. You can take control of the airwaves and bring up whatever you want. It's the live Saturday edition of Free Talk Live. This is Free Talk Live, your show. You take control of the airwaves. Live Saturday edition, toll-free number, 800-259-9231. The SACL CAI toll-free line for you. That's 1-800-259-9231. It is Ian here with you. And Mark. You can join us online, freetalklive.com. All the features for free. Archives included. If you've missed a moment of the show, we've got an entire year's worth of them right there on the front page of the website for your downloading convenience. So enjoy those on us for free at freetalklive.com. And as the dollar continues to drop, precious metals rise. Make the trend your friend by subscribing to the International Speculator. Go to d2z.org and add the right precious metal mining stocks to your portfolio today. That's d2z.org as we go back to the phones. And for people that are calling Free Talk Live... um, 
try listening to the show for a little while before you pick up the phone and call in, and then you won't be confused when you discover there are two people on this radio show. Well, sometimes show. Um, you hear something, and you've just got to comment on it right away. I, I don't so. think that's it must fair. Be, you must be a first-timer. Ann, is this your first time listening? Ann in Michigan, are you uh, a first-timer to Free Talk Live tonight? Wow, that was very not subtle. Um, yeah. Yes, <laughs> well, I mean, I've just, that was so not subtle. He's not a nice guy. Don't don't, don't listen to him. Anymore. No, I mean, that was absolutely kind of rude. But, uh, he doesn't anyways, get out much. So, yeah, there's two of y'all, and all right. So, so now you know, and we were getting and, into the whole heaven and hell thing. And right. Mark wanted you to propose. So one, so who, who's the atheist? I, my name's Ian. The, uh, I'm the atheist. You don't like me. Okay. Right. Oh, no, that's not true. I don't judge people. Oh, okay, good. So now, um, and what you proposed was that perhaps Ian would go to hell and uh, wake up and uh, realize, whoops, I should have believed in God. And then what I said to you was, you know, it, it bothers me the whole idea of a fair, just, loving God, which I've been told the Christian God is. You went to Christian school. I went to Christian school. I've got lots of uh, formal Christian education. I went to Christian camp. Well, congratulations. Yeah. Um, see, the, see, the fact that you know. Ma'am? Yeah, I don't... I don't he is a loving God, and uh-huh. if you live your right, if you're a good person, uh-huh. and I don't think that all these rules and everything else that a lot of religions carry that you have to do A, B, C to go to heaven, although well, there are... Christianity is pretty that. clear that you have to accept the Lord Jesus Christ as your personal um, Savior. what it says. What's that? Um, that's kind of... Kind of yeah, but I'm not, but I, I don't. I, I don't think that that's true. I think Jesus died 2,000 years ago, and it has very little relevance um, to what's going on today. I'm sure he was a great guy. I'm sure he did lots of good things. Well, you're going, you're going to hell, boy. Well, I, no, I, no, 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 no. I, I didn't say about you brought in Jesus. I didn't bring in that. Well, doctor. hell, hell is, a, is, a pretty, um, is a pretty clearly yeah, uh, Christian a thing. They don't, okay. have, they don't have hell in, in uh, you know, the Hindu religion. They don't, Buddhists don't have hell. There's Hell's Nirvana, Christian. But they all believe in a higher being. Uh-huh. Well, yeah, uh, some Wait, do. For, refocus, Mark. Refocus for a moment here, because you had started on the path of talking about the loving God thing, and I don't think you quite finished that concept. Well, I, I do. I, I just don't think a loving God sends people to hell. For not believing in him. Right, for, for a bunch of rules that um, were made up by men, and I'm supposed to believe these men. Um, that, that, doesn't, that doesn't jive as far as it may, you know, that doesn't make any sense to me. How, how do you feel about that, Anne? Well, I, I kind of like the, the fact that you said because they are men, that is kind of a, a thing that I think is cool. Um, because I do uh, believe that the Virgin Mother Mary has a place in things. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I do believe that that we're just not going to go succeed under. I think that there's a higher being. Well, no, we, you can, religion, there's no point in arguing I mean, about but that. I think that's... that there is there is a higher being. So you let me see if I've got something we're clear. Not uh, worshiping or not appreciating. Right, but you also believe not. Being. Okay, okay, I understand. Not only do you believe in a higher being, but as I understand it, Anne, you also believe that that higher being will send someone like me, a non-believer, to an eternal torture chamber. You you do believe I don't know in that? Necessarily that, but you won't be in Nirvana, perhaps. What do you, you think? Like what do you think will happen to an atheist like me? And what will happen? I to don't me? know. I I don't know. So you don't believe don't in you don't I believe don't, in hell. I do believe in hell, but well, then I what do you mean you don't know what's going to happen? I don't I don't understand. Is there well, is there a purgatory in your my, uh, little belief system? I, yes, but I think that maybe you might have to come back 
and keep redoing things again, maybe. Cool. I get to come back to Earth? That's awesome. Might have to relearn on the lesson or two. Yeah. Keep on coming back and relearning something that's not necessarily fun to learn. Mm. You know, I, 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 like I don't know. I like the idea of repeating lives and all that stuff. It's really fun to me. I, I really love the idea. But when I think about it, you know... The, uh, when you look at how many billions of people are on the planet now, and then how long it took us, like the middle of the 1800s, to get to one billion, it just doesn't make sense that um, you know people are repeating lives because the math just doesn't exist. There are new lives being created. Right, there, lives would have to be poofed out of right. nowhere. Um, people's well, souls would have to split. Or religion something. doesn't concern itself with science. Mark. No, it doesn't. That's an even older religion than Catholicism or any of that. So I don't know what to tell you about that one. Now, here's another question for you. I'm not fresh up on uh, Nirvana and stuff like that. And is it possible that the ancient Greeks were onto something and that there's more than one god? Are you talking like Zeus and all Yes, exactly. That's exactly what I'm referencing. And Thor and Pegasus? Sure, sure, all that stuff. Athena. Why not? Yeah. Ah, Athena. All that stuff. Aphrodite. Ooh, the, there there was a question there, Ann. I want to come back as Aphrodite. All right. No, no, no. There was a question there. And did you miss the question? I was being humorous. I see. Do you, do you think I there are multiple gods? Up the topic. Regardless of what their names are, do you think there are multiple gods, or do you think there's one god? Ann. I think there's uh, three and one. Three and one. Oh, the old Trinity now, thing. Now, that, now, that's something that was made up even later. Uh, you see, there was this big war for the first few hundred years, not wars and fighting, but this uh, uh, theological battle, as it were, pitched battle between the Unitarians and the Trinitarians. And, uh, you know, the Trinitarians sort of won that. Uh, you, you, you still have people that believe in one God as opposed to the three-headed um, God. But they... Um, they Monks even went so far as to change words in the Bible as they were transcribing them. <laughs> so um, that that whole Trinity thing is really up in the air. And my final question for you is: Why is why is it you're right and the ancient Greeks were wrong? And well, I'm not I'm not proclaiming that I'm right. This is my opinion. I mean, I can't say that I'm proclaiming the truth. But why did you choose this to believe what your parents told you versus what the ancient Greeks believed? No, no, my parents didn't tell me this is something that I've investigated and that I believe in. Mm-hmm. This is my faith. This is what I believe in. Nobody told so me. So were your parents, uh, what, how did your parents raise you then? That is true. I was raised in the, in the religion that I'm in. Oh, okay. But it was a free choice. So you investigated the religion your parents raised you into, huh? That's really objective, Ann. You know, it's so easy to be an atheist and sit there and shoot at people because you don't have to believe anything. Because systems are faulty. And and I'm I'm taking your side on this one, Ann. Um, It's so easy to be an atheist and just sit there and snipe at uh, people's beliefs. But as long as people believe whatever the heck they want to believe, I'm fine with it. As long as they don't pick up guns or use government to pick up guns to... uh, you know, foist their belief on other people. And I, and I do believe, to some extent, that's what this war in Iraq's all about. Right. Is God on the side of the Americans or the Iraqis? Oh, boy. I wouldn't even go there. It kind of goes back to give Caesar his money and, and give God what he is. I mean, so, I don't, now, I don't, I think I don't that think that phrase was a clever... I think that that is... I, like, I can't, came out in the beginning, my religion is personal, and to... Fair enough. That's a fair to, answer. For somebody... My belief on what mine is, no. Now, oh. now I, I think that that whole render under Caesar was it, what a Caesar's verse was clever. Um, was, was a clever ruse by Jesus. And in fact, when he, um, he was asked, you know, whose picture is on the coin, they said Caesar's, and he said, well, give Caesar what Caesar's. That doesn't mean that coin belonged to Caesar. I, I think Jesus was in fact 
a tax protester. I think Jesus was an anarchist, as a matter of fact. Uh, thanks for the call, Anne. We appreciate hearing from you. 800-259-9231. You can take control of the airwaves and bring up whatever you want. And You know, I agree with you, Mark. As long as the religious people aren't putting guns in my face, they can go ahead and believe whatever they want to. This is Free Talk Live. With your help, we can spread the message of liberty around the world. Consider becoming a Free Talk Live amplifier for just $3 a month now at amp.freetalklive.com. If you can't afford it, keep enjoying us for free. If you can spare the three, visit amp.freetalklive.com. This is Free Talk Live. It is the live Saturday edition of the program. Phones are open for you to talk about whatever you want, as they always are, six nights a week. 1-800-259-9231 is the toll-free number, the SACL CAI toll-free line. It's Ian here with you. And Mark. 1-800-259-9231. Join us online at freetalklive.com. All the features on the site, we give them away, so enjoy those on us. Some of those features include the Shrine of Female listeners, the dozens and dozens of ladies who've taken the time to send us their validated photo. Prove they listen to the show. See what I mean? Head over to shrine.freetalklive.com. That is shrine.freetalklive.com. And did you know that uh, Did you know that nine out of ten lawsuits in the world are filed right here in the United States? Any number of lawsuits, court orders, or greedy bureaucrats could leave you and your family Penniless at keepyourassets.net. They're experts in sheltering your wealth. You'll see that keepyourassets.net can help you be protected against those that wish to take your assets. That's keepyourassets.net. As we go to the amplifier line to talk to Ryan in Texas. You're on Free Talk Live, Ryan. Hey, guys. When y'all were talking to Ann, y'all kind of got completely off the subject. She was trying to tell you that science has nothing to do with religion, which in one way is completely true, in another way it's completely false. She's trying to dismiss any scientific evidence by saying, well, oh, if, if you believe the science, if you believe the science, it, it's mind-boggling. It, I don't understand how someone can, can sit there and say, yes, the sky's blue, but the Bible says it's purple, and so it's purple. You know, that, that's the same line of reasoning, isn't it? I, I suppose. Um, you know, I, I, I don't know. I are don't you know saying are you saying that uh, religious people accept science when it's convenient to accept it and then reject it when it challenges their belief system? Absolutely. There's no other way that they can keep their own little worldview. Then you were saying, you know, you there's nothing wrong with religion as long as they don't take up guns and force you to do things. Problem with, and I'm not saying this about all Christianity, but by far the majority Christianity in this country. Sure does. That's part of the dogma, is to spread the word, isn't it? Yeah, but they don't spread it with guns, generally. I mean, they may come around and knock on your door, rare. They spread it with government. Government has the guns. Uh, they, they spread the, you know, the I, I suppose the, uh, the the moral aspect in the sense that there's no, uh, you know, they, they have laws against prostitution, laws against, in some cases, laws against sex, laws against selling alcohol on Sunday, um, you know, those kind of they things. They have yet to force people to go to church, though. That that much is the case. They, they, they do try to, they the do try to en- and that kind of thing. enforce their morality on others. And there was that one story about, I don't remember where it was, somewhere in America, where you're not allowed to go and play soccer uh, in the morning on Sunday because of some law some local law that prevents people from having fun on Sundays. So there's, there's, there's still all kinds of blue laws. I mean, most sure. states, you can't buy liquor on a Sunday, can you? No, that's the case. You're right about that. Why Sunday? Or at least uh, until noon on Sunday. 
No, you can't buy beer until afternoon. You can't buy liquor at all. In oh, Texas. I don't know. And I, don't. I know that's the way it is in most states. I don't know. Sure, and in some some counties you can't buy liquor. Period. Um, so you're right. I mean, they certainly reached their tentacles into uh, to our daily lives, and and I would like for all that to go away. But that's it. That's a government problem more so than a religion problem. And uh, at the same time, I'm I'm not a fan of religion. I I wish people would uh, rid themselves of the idea, but the, you know, it makes people feel good. And hey, I can't I can't fault them for that. Some people that's like drugs. Some people like drinking. Some people like Jesus, you know, whatever it, their floats their boat. It's not a government problem. It is a religious problem for the simple fact that the government is being, these things are being done with the government for religious reasons. So it becomes a religious problem. That's the root cause, not government, but religion. I think you're right, and I think things. that it, the, the, I think obviously the only thing we can really do about it um, is educate religious people on, uh, you know, keeping the, you know, keeping the government out of other people's business. Right. I mean, God, uh, you know, in the, in, same, in the Bible, it's same. all about choice. Chris, the Christian but, religion is all about choice and giving people choices. God gave Adam and Eve the choice whether or not to eat of the fruit of the knowledge of good and evil, and they chose to. Christians um, should give people the choice as to what kind of lives they want to um, lead. That way, when they do come to Jesus, they'll have come there voluntarily. But you can't educate a religious person on something that is against their religion. Look at evolution, for but example. But it's not against it's their fact. religion. It is it's their fact. religion. Oh, I, evolution doesn't but, matter to the Christian religion and laws? Exactly. It, the only reason it's opposed is because it's against their religion, and they're willing to use government to do that. Now, whenever government is the thing with power, that's what they're going to use well, to, to further their own end. I don't think evolution's period. a problem. I think public school's a problem. And well, I'm just using that as an example. I understand what you're saying, and I think that Christians have every right to say something, say that they want certain things um, taught in public school because we all own part of it, right? So that makes for the the real problems public school, not what those right, people again, believe. The problem is the existence of the state, and that existence, the existence of the state, inevitably entices different interest groups, including religions, uh, to grab hold of the reins and enforce their way on others. I don't have but, a problem with the existence of the state. But it's not just the schools. Look at up until a couple years ago, uh, homosexual sex was illegal in many states. That's because that has nothing to do with schooling they at all. haven't just, been properly educated to... about their own religion. That's because preachers out there have taken the words of the Bible and twisted them for their own purposes, their own twisted purposes. They aren't tr teaching that God is a God of choice, that the Christian God is a God of choice. They're not teaching their um, followers that, and their followers aren't going and investigating enough. Ryan, final thoughts? Yeah, I'd just like to kind of paraphrase a, a good quote from the good Reverend Ivan saying, you know, once I'm, I'm lifted up and to be with God or whoever, I'll, I'll rejoice in his name. Until then, you'll see me here on earth preaching the gospel of reason and logic. Who was that? Ivan Stang. Ivan Stang. Never heard of him. The Church of the Subgenius. Oh, thanks for the call. Appreciate it. Church of the Subgenius. Interesting little uh, organization. Let's continue with the phone calls. Talk to Scott in Oklahoma, listening on KGWA. Hey, Scott, you're on Free Talk Live. Scott dropped. Scott's gone. Let's try, I believe it is Didman in Arizona. Do we have Didman? Yes, hello. Hey, what's on your mind? Um, I, before I get to what I called about, I did want to weigh in on the religious issue. Certainly. Um, I think that on prayer, as far as the scriptures say, that prayer is not necessarily answered uh, when, it, when it's requested. So that if you're trying to weigh 
weigh in on, you know, someone's being prayed for, mm-hmm. for a certain outcome, you don't know when that prayer is going to be answered, so it's kind of hard to say that well, if you're if you're praying this for someone to uh, if you're praying for grandma to pull through her uh, her sickness and she ends up dying, then I guess uh, you know it was answered a little bit too late, huh? No, that may have been God's will. Oh yeah, you guys love that excuse—the God's will thing. That's funny. Whenever somebody dies in some horrible, awful, tragic manner, uh, it's always God's plan, right? Actually, I do believe that's very true. Mm-hmm. Because like when children in, are molested. Now, hey, well, hold on. When children are molested and, and uh, ha, you know, people have sex with babies, that sort of thing, is that God's plan too? I don't think it's God's plan. Hmm. But I do think that oftentimes there, there is something that, that will come good of these really? situations. Now, um, I, That's looking I'm on the have, bright side. I'm going to have to take you to task on this one because I don't believe in predestination. Um, I don't believe in predestination. Yes, you do. Either. If you believe that God has a plan, then you do. No, if you believe I that God not. has any control over our lives and exercises that control, then you believe that in predestination, because God no, is I'm bigger sorry, than time, I do right? Not. Does God I'm does sorry. God exist currently um, at the beginning and the end of time? God exists always. He's the Alpha and the Omega. All right, so if God in, in, in interferes in our lives, he predestines us. No, he does Yes, not he does, because he's at the us. end of time. He knows what he's doing right now. I'm sorry, he does not predestine us. You can deny it all you Are want, you but I'm making sense to everyone else out there. Wait a minute, wait, wait, wait. Well, Are you saying I'm that he sorry, does or does I'm not? Hold on now, wait, d- wait, 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 wait. Hold on, does he or does he not? Does he or does he not interfere in our lives? He does not interfere in our lives. So you're saying that child molesters, God is not around, but yet somehow that's all part of some bigger picture? Can you explain God that a little God is better? always around. Does he, oh, no, but he doesn't ever actually save kids from being uh, horribly molested by So either uh, prayer sickos. works or it doesn't then. I mean, people pray for things to happen, so God must either interfere or it doesn't. You're saying that prayer doesn't get God answered? God can choose to answer prayer in his own time. Is that interfering in our lives? That is not interfering, that's answering prayer. Wait, wait, if you answer the prayer to give Jimmy a bike, somebody else didn't get the bike that, Jimmy's, um, that, that Jimmy got. Maybe the word interfere is the wrong word. How Perhaps. about get Intervene. involved? How about that one? Does he get involved? I suppose he can get involved then in God's our lives. Got, then then you believe that what since he's bigger than time, he controls every aspect of our lives. Hold on, Didman. We'll come back with a little bit more of you. It's Free Talk Live. This is Free Talk Live. Only moments remain in this, the live Saturday edition of the program, but just enough time for your call if you pick up the phone and make it now. 1-800-259-9231, and you can bring up anything. It's Ian here with you. And Mark. You can join us online as well. Freetalklive.com is the place to go. Lots of features. We give it all away. Freetalklive.com. We do ask you voluntarily support the show by shopping with us at Amazon.freetalklive.com. When you enter Amazon through that link... Free Talk Live gets a percentage of your purchase. So the prices don't go up. It's still the same great Amazon prices, the same huge Amazon selection, 41 categories to shop in, and the same great free, uh, free Super Saver shipping deals that you uh, get on many of their items. All of that just enter through our portal, and a percentage goes to us. That's Amazon.FreeTalkLive.com. Great way to get your shopping done and help Free Talk Live all at the same time. Amazon.FreeTalkLive.com. As we go back to Didman in Arizona. Now, Didman, you're back on the, on the air, and we're pretty much, I'm done with the, uh, the religion thing, but you had another topic, and I wanted to give you a chance to bring it up. What was it? Great. Thank you. 
By the way, Ian, I have been praying for you for the last three and a half years. What have you been praying that, for me um, for, exactly? Perhaps you will open your eyes and be able to see that there is a God. Did man, I was, I was a, uh, a Presbyterian as a young person. I went to church camp. I volunteered at church camp uh, for several summers in a row, uh, working with uh, young little Christian kids and that sort of thing. And I came to my lack of beliefs or my atheism in, in a very concrete manner. It was based on asking questions. And I'm, I, thanks for your prayers, but I'm not going that direction. What was your other topic? My other topic is that you had a lady on last week uh, who was quite rabid about uh, her little Boise, Idaho, and all the um, the uh, people up there eating the dogs. <laughs> yes, and, this uh, was... Uh, no, no. Well, she was, she was presupposing that they were eating the dogs down in, I believe it was Laredo, but she's up in Boise, and that was Trish. It was just crazy. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, it was the um, ramblings of Mad Woman. I just wanted to let you guys know that it's been a way of life out here in Arizona for at least, well, I mean, back to my grandparents' day. I mean, people come across the border, you hire them, they're, you know, they, they work for you, their wives work in your house, mm-hmm. the guys work in the yard um, or on your ranch or whatever. Uh, they're perfectly trustworthy um, well, they can't I've all had, be trustworthy. They're just people. Some of them are good no, and some of them people, are bad. people, but, you know... He's just saying he's had good experiences. To know, or I've, I've never known any anyone that... I've got two Jack Russells that I've had for years, and I still have them. So, um, so the illegal no aliens are not them. eating Jack Russell Terriers in Arizona, right? <laughs> yeah, no. I mean, I, I wouldn't blame them if they did, because these dogs don't particularly like anyone, and... Uh, I mean, they're still here, and... Uh, now, did, man, I mean, what would I, you I, say to somebody... What would you say to somebody that says uh, they're taking jobs? What would you say to somebody that... Like, did, man, you're hiring uh, illegal oh, yeah, aliens... they're taking jobs, but they're taking the jobs that no one else wants to do. You know, they're, they're working out in, in my yard in 110-degree weather Oof. and doing a much better job than anyone else would do, but... They're doing it when no one else is wanting to do it. Yep. I, I can't get anyone else to do that job. And they'll do it and, for less as well. Which, and they're doing it for less, which puts more money in your pocket, so you can go and take that money and spend it at other locally owned businesses and that sort exactly. of thing. Exactly. I'll tell you an interesting thing. The, the first guy I hired, this probably 20 years ago, um, he... He came to me in the middle of the summer, and here the summer, you know, is about 110, 112 It's really degrees. the summer, yeah. And uh, he said he would work in my yard, and he wanted 350 an hour. Jeez. And I said, there's no way I'm going to pay you that. And he said, okay, 250 an hour. And I said, no, I'll pay you at least five bucks. Wow. But I want to, you know, see how, how well you do, because it's too hot out here for you to work for that kind of work, sure. that kind of money. And um, so he did the work, and he worked like a dog that day. I mean, I've never seen anyone work so hard and so meticulous. And so I, I paid him the five bucks, and uh, I actually had him come twice a week. And then it got to the point where he was coming more uh, often, and then at Christmas time, you know, gave him a bonus, and then every year increased his money and i've i've got the same person um he's illegal his wife's illegal she's um 
she takes care of the inside of the house. Um, his son has worked for us. Now his son has grown up and is going to the University of Arizona, which um, shows how the second generation um, starts coming along. The wife still doesn't speak a lot of English. But the son but, does. Um, but the son speaks perfect English, and all he's the other kids speak English. Wow. And he's going to college to be a doctor, and... Uh, you know, I'm very proud of this family. Good for you. That's the story of immigrants throughout the years here in America. The only thing that's changed about it over the last 50 years or so is, the group is of calling hate. them illegal, mm. is going exactly. after them with cops and chasing them down. The hate hasn't changed. There was, there's always been, um, you know, well, the dogs, hate shifts from, uh, right. from group to group. There's always been signs about dogs and Irish keep off the grass. But now we use cops to chase them down. Now we have the uh, the indignation of having the law behind us. Well, I don't have any problems with Mexicans. It's illegals that I hate. No, you're a bigot. You hate Mexicans. Exactly, exactly. Dude, man, I'd and like to thank you. I think threatening to arrest us. We're employing them. I'm sure right. they are. And you're just helping and somebody out who needs uh, who needs a job, who needs some work. And I, you know what, Didman, I consider you a heroic, brave American at this point for uh, for for supporting the underground economy, for supporting those who have had the courage to come here uh, by crossing the border without filling out the paperwork. Uh, I thank you for doing that, and thank you well, again. There's no way we're going to stop. And my part of my family has a ranch down on the border, and we assist in their crossing. Because uh, they're just they're a boon to our economy, whether they pay taxes yep. or not. There's people listening taxes. right now that would love to see you oh. in jail. They would just oh, love it. it. And all you're trying to do is help your fellow man. All you're trying to do is allow people right. to come here and get jobs. Now I have I hate welfare. I hate the whole idea that they can come here and get free crap. And I think that only attracts the very worst of um, people that might cross the border. But I love the idea right. that somebody wants to come across the border, work hard, and do something good for if their If there family. are guys out working in 110-degree weather, uh, slaving away in the hot sun, they're not, they're not cashing welfare checks. They're working no, hard they're for a living. No, they're not cashing welfare checks. And, and show me one, one – I don't see even – High school kids in this area wanting to do that. I tried to get a high school kid to mow my lawn back in Florida. I couldn't find one. I went knocking on house doors where I knew high school kids lived. They were too busy playing like sports Xbox. at school. I got my oh, Xbox. Yeah. They're not interested. They're just not interested. You could you could pay them twelve bucks an hour or fifteen bucks. I don't. It does money doesn't matter. It's too hot. They don't want to do it. They're just not interested. Did man, awesome. Just, Keep up the good work. Thank you for the call. Anyway, we appreciate. Thanks for your time, gentlemen. Thank you, did man. Have Keep a great up the weekend. Great show. Yes, sir. We'll do. Thank you, Dittman. 800-259-9231. You know, that's exactly how I would be, Mark. If I were living down in Arizona, I would uh, do everything I can surreptitiously to to help as many people as possible. I sort of liken it to uh, almost, you know, the Underground Railroad or the protection of the uh, the Jews from back in uh, Nazi Germany. Absolutely. Uh, I would I would have no compunctions about renting to uh, to illegal immigrants, uh, and there are a lot of if people I like me and If I found out those illegal immigrants there. were on welfare... I might very well, um, you know, not rent to them. Oh, yeah, no doubt about that. But um, if you're talking about uh, somebody who works hard and wants to provide for their family, mm, yeah, I can help. And as the government continues to crack down and make more oppressive rules and regulations for people as far as hiring goes, the more heroic those, uh, those individuals will be to continue you to know, dodge the system. I have rental property um, in, in Florida, and... And that, that, there's a lot of illegal types there, even uh, you know Hispanic types. I have never 
in the years that I've had rental property in Florida, never had one person who sounded like a Hispanic call me that wanted to, hey, do you got Section 8 or HUD? Do you, do yeah. you take, do you, take uh, you know, government-subsidized housing? It's never, More ever, likely to be white trash it, doing it, that. It, you know, it's, it's either um, whites or blacks, but it's never been Mexicans. Yep. Never have they um, called me with that. So you may say whatever you want about Mexicans uh, sucking off the tea to the state. I've never met the one that wasn't hardworking, uh, a hardworking individual. Sure, there are bad... Uh, Apples out there, but Absolutely. they're bad whites and blacks too. And, what and, can and I'm, say? Sure, I'm sure they commit crimes. Absolutely. Let's go to the phones. Uh, last do. call. Liam in Indianapolis, listening on WXNT. You're on Free Talk Live, Liam. Hello. Hey. How's it going? Great. What's on your mind? Not much. I just wanted to talk about Anne. I uh, I thought she sounded pretty hot, and uh, I just wanted to you know give her a little message that uh, if she's ever in Indiana, you know I want to please her secularly. So. <laughs> <laughs> just, just if you're listening, and you know, hey, look me up. Thanks for the call, Liam. raising the level of the program. Appreciate it. <laughs> Please, her, I never heard that one before. That cleans her secularly. That's cute. No. It has been Ian here with you and Mark, and uh, you can join us online in between now and Monday night show. We've got lots of features on our site, and they're all online, twenty four seven for your convenience. So do enjoy those at freetalklive.com and also do enjoy the rest of your weekend have a safe safe one and uh, an enjoyable one don't get in trouble all that good stuff Vinny in here with you and Mark see you Monday DVD books music instruments periodicals computers software electronics photo cell phone office product home and garden bed and bath furniture kitchen pet supply automotive hardware apparel shoes jewelry grocery healthcare sports and outdoors toys games used and more it's a department store at your fingertips amazon.freetalklive.com get all your shopping done a great deal delivery to your door and a percentage of your purchase will go to Free Talk Live when you enter Amazon through amazon.freetalklive.com 